This podcast may contain offensive content. You have been warned. Welcome to the Diecast Podcast, Season 5! That's right, we made it for half a decade so far, half a decade of Dungeons & Dragons, goofy and wacky adventures, and people making mistakes and dealing with consequences in a D&D game. It's, you know, just your usual bunch of dorks hanging out around the table, rolling some dice. Uh, here we are, Season 5, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. We're going to jump into the new campaign. We have a whole new cast we have a whole new adventure, and just for some context, this takes place exactly one year after the Tomb of Annihilation. The Death Curse has been solved for a year. Waterdeep has been booming. It has been busting with economy, adventures, the gold, the dragons are flowing freely and everywhere, but with some consequence. So we'll get right into it. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Diecast Podcast. You can find us on any app that plays a podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And of course, if you just want the direct download from our own website at www.flyingthestudio.com, I will see you at the break. We have a couple of small announcements that we're working on, but let's just jump right into it. New cast, new adventure. Let's see what the world brings us. I hope everyone enjoys it. Welcome to the Diecast Podcast, Season 5 of No Longer the Tomb of Annihilation. It is now Waterdeep Dragon Heist, half a decade of doing Dungeons & Dragons, which is something phenomenally strange to me. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along. Uh, we have a whole new adventure, a whole new cast of people ready to go. So I'm going to go around the table before we get start with our cast of players and characters uh, to my left. You've known him, you've loved him, he's almost died a couple of times. Uh, Miles, please introduce yourself and as much or as little of your character if you want. Hey, it's me again, in all five seasons, baby! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Miles Baker. Uh, in this uh, campaign, I shall be playing Wiggins, Waywalket, Umpin, Krampernapt, Sprocket. A, uh, a rogue who will later take the uh, arcane trickster uh, path. He's a... Uh, he's in Waterdeep to open up his own business. He's uh, gonna start selling some magical wares, and uh, is excited to meet his new friends. All right, and across the table for me, new player to Dungeons and Dragons, new cast member Stephanie. Would you please introduce yourself and please submit your essay on why you've decided to play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> well, I have come here for the anxiety um, and to, to learn. Uh, I'm never played Dungeons and Dragons ever before, ever. So this is a brand new experience for me. Forgive me, be kind, please. Um, I am playing a dark elf named uh, Amalika, uh, Emma, uh, and she is a sorcerer. I don't know what information I'm supposed to give here because I'm new and I know nothing. As much or as little as you want. She is uh, basically really, really street smart, but 
pretty dumb otherwise i guess that's the gist of <laughs> where we're going here um street smart book stupid yeah yeah no schooling for her uh and we're gonna see where this all goes and i'm excited you guys you know it doesn't deflect a knife on the streets a book <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not a practical out. book <laughs> uh and to my right We've seen him before in the Brightwood Academy playing the legendary Fallen Leaf. He's come to join us for this campaign of Dragon Heist to find out what's going on in Waterdeep. It is Adam. Please introduce yourself and your character as much or as little as you want. Hello, my name is Adam Beret. Uh, I'm playing a Asmar warlock named Yosef. Um, I'm here because of anxiety, too, and I've <laughs> built a character who is cool with all the things in the world that I'm not cool with, and I'm interested to see how we will go together. Basically, Yosef is a religious zealot. He grew up in isolation on uh, an island. Um, he worships a very particular, kind of sort of like a, a cosmic STI that he believes will end <laughs> the world. And uh, yeah, more will be revealed. Possibly even to me. <laughs> Your essay was much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> See me after class. Uh, so uh, just as a, as a heads up, we are doing 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, the module Waterdeep Dragon Heist. We've changed. I've changed a couple of things to make the story our own and just tinker with some stuff a little bit. And uh, just so you know, as we said before, before every other campaign, we are not a game of rules. We're going to mess things up. We're going to get things wrong. So if you're looking for people who adhere strictly to the tenets of the rule book, you're not going to find that here. We are going to fuck things up yeah, pretty bad. so many rules, guys. Rule <laughs> so I'm not going to learn how to play. No, no. you're going to learn close enough. You're, it's fine. You're going to be learning adjacent right now. I like it. That's cool. Yeah, I'm really going to rule throw the shit out of this season. <laughs> All right, are we ready to begin? I'm super excited. Let's do it. All right, so it is Waterdeep in the wintertime. It is exactly one year since the death curse has been solved. The curse breakers have come back from the lands of Chult, claiming they have dis dissolved the, the soul monger that was causing un or death to, to be more permanent than, than people were accustomed to. Adventuring parties didn't go out as much, and the PC market or the, the adventurer's market dried up quite a bit. But now that the death curse is gone, business is back, Waterdeem is flourishing, and the money has come rolling back in. Jobs get posted on tavern boards, as, and they as fast as they go up, they come off just as fast. They are flying. It's hard to find work in Waterdeep right now if you're of the adventuring type. It is also, as money comes into city into the city, crime also comes into the city as well because the big three, having made a ton of resources off of Chult, namely the Centurion, the, Zentar, the Xanathar's Guild, and the Knife, have all been successfully plundering and exploiting resources inside Waterdeep and outside. Thank you, Group A. Thank you, Evan, for propping up those crime organizations well, well in advance of this campaign. <laughs> Yeah, we've really uh, helped out of the criminal element uh, in four seasons of this podcast. <laughs> Heroes adjacent also. Uh, so what has happened in the past year has been a summer full of strife of an autumn full of terror as street crime is on the rise. Stabbings, muggings, arson, assassinations. 
safe houses and buildings changing hands different times between the various different three organizations. There's been a war afoot between all three of the factions and it is dangerous on the streets of, of Waterdeep to be out sometimes late at night because you never know when the, when the factions are, are conflicting or going to come into con or come into fisticuffs at each with each other, throw some fists, catch some fireballs essentially is, uh, what's been going down. Uh, your group has been together for, I'd say since the summertime trying to, trying to find work, but work is not as present as it usually is because at Waterdeep is the place to come to find a quest, an adventure, a journey, and those things are going quick and they are hard to find. And it's getting a little, a little hard to find a place. Real estate prices have gone way up and become exploded, inflated, and unaffordable. And uh, yes, I am paraphrasing Toronto as this is going to be more of a fantasy city. <laughs> it feels real, real. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and employment opportunities are way down because as soon as one comes up, boom, out the door it goes. Uh, so that's kind of a consolation trying to just drown your sorrows. You find yourselves at the Yawning Portal, which is the hub of adventurers, the, the hub of quests and quest givers inside Waterdeep and the Sword Coast. It essentially, it is Water, Waterdeep's adventuring club and is known for the giant yawning portal in the middle of the tavern. Essentially, it's a multi-hundred foot pit that goes down to something called the Undermountain, where it is, uh, is rumored that uh, Dernan, the, the owner and proprietor of the yawning portal, crawled out of the pit with a whole bag full of cash, bag full of treasures, and has kind of been alive for maybe a couple hundred year long, years longer than he should have, and is now uh, kind of the, the, the facilitator of adventures inside Waterdeep and for adventurers to go off and find their journey, find their glory, find their fortune, or find their unfortunate mishaps and doom. So you sit around a, stir a sturdy wooden table lit by a brightly burning candle and littered with plates of cleared food and half-drained tankards. The sounds of gamblers yelling, drunken adventurers singing body songs nearly drown out the off-key strumming of a young bard three tables over. Then all the noises close by a, you pig! You kill my mites, does ya? Then a seven-foot-tall half-orc is hit by a wild swinging punch from a male human whose head is shaved, covered with eye-shaped tattoos. Four other humans stand behind him, ready to jump into the fray. The half-orc cracks her knuckles and roars, Rrrr! and leaps at the tattooed figure. But before you can see if blood is drawn, a crowd of spectators clutters around them. What do you do? Well, I was really just looking for a drink, but... Maybe we should break up this fight, guys. I don't know about that. I think we could just lay low and chill out here. I would enjoy watching the fight happen and not stop it. You're a real weird guy, you know that? <laughs> well, I'm in a good mood tonight. Nothing comforts me like staring into this abyss and watching human violence explode all around it. All right, let's uh, order another drink then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this plays out. All right. Uh, you know, you do notice that the crowd is uh, getting kind of like the, the schoolyard. Fight, 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 fight. As you see, uh, the Yawning Portal is more of a smaller tavern with this kind of stacked on top of each other. It's just mm. clones of the same floor up and up and up and up and up. Uh, and you can see everyone. It's almost like the Globe Theater in in, uh, in in England, where you see people just coming, running to the banisters. They're all pointing, like throwing their drinks down. As you see this giant seven-foot seven, and a half, seven foot, uh, half orc, she begins to like, 
grabs the neck of the bald-headed individual who threw the first punch, grabs him just one hand, one meaty paw around the throat, and just drew dropping haymakers right on top. You hear like those like those dull thudded like rocky punches, like thunk, 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 as he is not he doesn't even get a punch off as she is just wailing away on him. And that's when the other four individuals, when this in this this essentially a meat sack of of of, of punches uh gets dropped to the ground, the other four just jump right on top of her. You see blades being drawn out and she pulls out a small sword herself as a full-on scrum begins to ensue. Uh, you see uh, the crowd around the uh, the actual yawning pit itself begin to like, kind of like make way because people get pushed back and you can see them kind of like rigor back and forth on the edges of, of the uh, uh, of, of the of the pit. As you see Dernan from behind the bar say, Oi! You two, or you got you, no fighting in here anymore. It's busy enough without without you you idiots trying to trying to cause a scene. I'll need you to get out right now. Uh, and as you see uh, the crowd begin to intervene and try and uh, separate them, I'm gonna need everyone to give me a perception check. Ooh. First dice roll of the campaign. So you grab the, the, that guy, the D20. Yes. Okay. You roll it and add Ooh. your perception check. That's a good first roll for the season. Eighteen. Oh Ooh. my god! Yeah, and then you have a uh, perception score on your uh, sheet there. It's yeah. alphabetical and the skills should be on the left side of the page. Yeah, towards uh, the bottom. Three. Plus three. So eighteen plus three, so twenty-one, 21. for you. Uh, I don't I... have a perception score. Uh, it's it's just alphabetical at the bottom there. So it's just uh, it's just um, your your uh, wisdom score plus that plus two. So it'd be zero actually. So you just got what's on the die six. Uh, I got fight, to... fight. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she glorious? Uh, I rolled an eighteen, so twenty-one for uh, we, uh, we it. All right. So as you see, uh, the ha- the half orc looks like she's starting to stagger a little bit. It doesn't look like it's from any wound she sustained, but you do notice that there is one cut on her shoulder. It seems to be festering a little bit, and possibly some type of envenomated uh, effect is, is happening to her. She begins to almost like she's drunk, like just kind of like half swaggering around. Uh, and, but that's not the real thing you notice is that you actually hear kind of this deep pitched roar. It's like, and it just kind of reverberates as something from the tunnel or from the pit is making its way up to the top. Uh, as you see like these big green clawed hands uh, pulls itself up to the side. Guys, 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 guys. And launches into the air and almost that unanimous of the the bystanders in the bar, you hear someone yell out, Troll! Oh, guys. As you see it stand, this big, long, hooked nose, long clawed finger stands nine feet tall. And you notice that it has these small little bats that are attached all over its body and they all have these little proboscises stuck in and you seem like just drawing out blood as it goes as i'm now going to need everyone to roll initiative oh geez so what did the perception like do just it gave us more information about what was happening uh, yeah. okay, okay you weren't surprised by the troll coming gotcha. up yeah, okay cool and then we're doing Ooh. sorry uh initiative so you roll the d20 again okay. and then you add a three six so nine yeah what am I adding to this? Uh, you, it's a flat zero for you because your stats are a real mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> what a world. <coughs> what a world. All right. Uh, Amelica. Or sorry, how do you pronounce your name? Uh, I was going to Amalika. Amalika. But... All right. Amalika, what did you get? Uh, nine. So that's D20. Wait, it's six plus three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me get my. It's been it's out of practice, Johnny. What you doing? <laughs> oh, and there it goes. 
All right, Waywalk it. Oh, man, so fast. 23. Woo! So five, rolled an 18 and a 19. This is, this is great. This is great. The feeling, <laughs> okay, feeling so like this eight. one was, sorry. So we did perception before, and then this one is... Initiative. Initiative. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm trying to, like... There. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, no, it's all right. Yeah, and if you ever need to ask a question, just stop and ask, and we'll be okay. happy. I'm trying to, like, absorb and pay attention and also engage. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain is just, like, everywhere. Uh, I always say the best is is learn uh, learn by oh. playing. So, yeah. But, again, if you need a question, don't worry. Don't feel bad about stopping to ask. It's You got to know it, and we got to share it. So Okay, cool. Fire away. Adam, what did you get? I rolled a two. I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Uh, sorry, and your character's name is? Yosef. 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 That's with a Y or a J? With a Y. Yosef. Yosef. There we go. All right. I'm just going to put some minis on the table. <laughs> did you see what's coming out of the pit? Ah. This is what you've been missing all along. <laughs> I'll say. Oh, oh, bats. Want me to make them numbers? Uh, oh, yeah, that'd actually be super useful. Thank you. One, two, and three. Alrighty. So, Waywalk it. You see three of these, which are now known, which are commonly known as sturges, essentially like mosquitoes the size of bats. Uh, and they seem to be hovering over top of the head. You see the troll come out, and this troll's body is covered with these things. It looks like it's not a. Uh, a scream of aggression it's more of a scream of pain and it's just been driven insane by by these bats just constantly feeding off of a regenerating troll which is uh probably the best meal for a sturgeon a worst feeling for the troll uh but it is your go you get to go first uh oh geez guys okay uh you, you guys got this right yeah you got it and then <laughs> way walk it, uh pulls out a little piece of fleece draws a box around him and an illusionary box appears around way walk it. <laughs> <laughs> you see Poof, bamf, this wooden box, very solid snake style. <laughs> just, uh. It's like a, yeah, a roughly hewn, like, wood box. There's, like, eye holes he can see out of, but he's just in the box. Is the box on the chair or on the table? Uh, it's just around me, so I'm still <laughs> sitting in the chair, because, yeah. like, I'm pretty short, but it, yeah, it's five feet by five feet. <laughs> There's just a box around me now. <laughs> Uh, All right, and you see this little wooden box with two little eye holes and these two little eyeballs just <laughs> bugging at the, the peepholes. Uh, on turn 20, you see the crowd begin to part, and as everyone kind of freaks out and tries to give distance of the troll, which is just swinging wildly in the air, uh, the Sturges are going to go next. And we've got three people there, so... I'm in a box! <laughs> he loves that box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would go for a Waywalker, but Waywalker is currently in a box, and Sturges are not the smartest. So that is going to go after Amalika. So take number one and fly it over towards Amalika, please. As you see, because kind of buzzes and flies around, you see kind of like it's more aiming with, with the, uh, the pointy proboscis as it's looking for a target more than anything. Uh, and it's going to take an attack at you. Hiya! Uh, that is a 10 versus your AC. So you're using that little shield shaped guy there. Okay, okay, okay. 13. Perfect. Ooh. You dodge out of the way as it slams down on the table. You see little splinters of wood come off the top, and that is it. Uh, the next one is going to go for Amalika as well. I'm oh, so good. sorry. There's 50-50 chance. I regret getting another drink. <laughs> it's the booze. <laughs> are these the bad things that were stuck in it? Yes. These are additional yeah. things. Oh, okay. Uh, that is going to be a 13 versus your AC. Uh, 13. Yeah, so, that, uh, so ties always go to the attacker, so that's going to be a hit. Ouch. My G4s. 
that is going to be three, or sorry, yeah, three points of damage as it sticks into your shoulder, and you notice that Kashin latches onto you and just kind of like grabs tight. Oh. You now have a, a mosquito bat stuck to your... I hate it. And the last one is going to go against Yosef. All right. Ooh, I'm sorry, that's a natural 20 from the DM. Ooh. Oh my god, that definitely hits me. Gah! Ugh! Okay, so what do... Oh, help me. Oh, so maybe should I should just do this on like a... Uh, just like, old, a uh, like a notepad or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, do you have like a spare yeah, there sheet? Go. Thanks. So I just write... You took like three damage. HP. Or, or, yeah. yeah. You could use maximum like at the top. I think it's nine or something. Yeah, and Yosef, you see this oh. one go right into the center of your <gasps> chest. You're taking six points of piercing damage. Ah! You see Dernan from behind the bar yell out, Oh, bloody trolls, as he pulls out this great, uh, this two-handed great sword, and he jumps over the top of the bar, jumps to the side of the ledge, the edge of the uh, of the pit, and jumps over top. Oh, yeah, you got a mini there. Perfect. Yeah. He's going to take a choppy chop at the troll. Uh, oh, 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 that's not good. That's uh, a nine and a 12, which is going to miss the troll, as you seem more concentrated on a balancing uh, than actually doing a, uh, a landing a hit. After that is the troll. Troll's going to take some attacks at Dernan. It's a natural one and a natural two. Ooh. NPCs are not rolling well right now no. as he comes swiftly away. It's all these sturges just drawing blood out of the troll. It seems to be giving it trouble. Amalika, it is your go. You've seen Waywalk. You've got uh, a sturge attached to your shoulder. Uh, you've got another one buzzing in front of you. One is attached to uh, Yosef. So you can either spend an action to rip the uh, the sturge off, or you can do an attack, or you can do essentially anything you want right now. Um, You're standing next to a box. and uh, <laughs> An unhelpful box. Very unhelpful box. Um, <laughs> unhelpful boss, you mean. <laughs> Let's see. So in order to like remove it from myself, what does that involve? Just take, take, yeah, take just an take action, essentially. Yeah. Cool. So um, I definitely want to remove it. It's very irritating. I don't like it. So I would like it to not be on my body anymore. Uh, you pull it off. And as you do, it's very much like that sound, like someone trying to get the last bit of milkshake at the bottom of their cup. Just like that. Ugh. As you, you get the feeling that had it stayed on a little bit longer, it may have done something terrible to you. Yeah, I feel relieved. Uh, you have a bonus action and a move action left if you want. If you move, you will provoke an attack of opportunity, which means they'll get a free hit at you. I don't want that. Yeah, you don't want that. I'd probably stick to put to where I'm you are. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I don't have the mosquito thing in my body anymore. And <laughs> yeah. I'm good. All right, that moves us to Yosef. Um, You've taken a critical hit right to the chest from this thing. How big is this thing? Uh, it's... But the size of like a regular, like a, a regular bat. So it's like a, a mosquito, but like bat sized. Bat like size? a slightly bigger hummingbird. Yes. I'm going to um, grip it, not remove it, and try to do like a burst of a sacred flame to incinerate oh, it. Okay. So it's going to be a disadvantage for the save. Uh, it got a nine on its dexterity save. That's lower than your spell save DC. So, uh, success. Roll a D8. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> I forgot to write down on your sheet what your spell, your spell save DC was. Sorry. Seven. Ooh. Ooh. 
Seven points. That's a spicy hit. You see Yosef grab onto the, the thorax of, of this sturge, and you just see this holy light emanate from his hand and just singes it and turns into ash and cinder as it just crumples down to the ground. Oh, ugh. Did you see that? It's stuck in my chest. My chest! You do notice there's a little, little trickle of blood coming right out, almost like a perfect bullet wound of uh, coming down his chest. Uh, Waywalker, we're back at the top of the order. It is your go. Sweet. Uh, Waywalker will now pull out his rapier and stab out the box. Do I have advantage because it doesn't know I'm there? Uh, Sturge's passive perception. Yes, you do. Sweet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you never know. Tell me what you got. Uh, I got a... Uh, do a, a nine in total. I rolled a one and a three. Uh, so Amalika, you see this box kind of turn the eyes face towards you as you <laughs> see through the edge of the box, this little rapier go boink, misses completely <laughs> and kind of more embarrassment just kind of slowly withdraws back <laughs> into the box. You're doing great, guys. <laughs> this is great. Cool. And I will stay put. <laughs> uh, we'll deal with this. You see the crowd uh, begin to make for the exits as fast as possible. Uh, it looks like this place is built with emergency exit just for in case something comes out of the pit uh, as they begin to clear out and more room. So if you wanted to move around before, it'd be difficult terrain, but now it's kind of opened up so there's more space to move regularly. All right, the Sturges. The one in front of Amalika is going to try and poke you again. Uh, that is a 12 versus AC as you see the proboscis come. Uh uh, the AC's armor class again, right? Correct. Yeah. Sorry, I'm... Mm, no, that's you're all right. You're learning it. You're learning it. Uh, so 13. 13, so that's a miss as it spikes down on the table as you've kind of mastered the movements of, of these things good, so far. Good, good, good. I uh, don't want more of those in my body. And the second one, which is attached to... Oh, no, that died, so yeah. it's going to... Uh, oh, wait, do we need to remove one of those? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. It, the second one's going to attack Yosef. Uh, that is also an eight versus AC against you, Yosef. Um, I batted away. Bat away the bat. Yeah. yeah. Your hand's still glowing with radiant energy. kind of smashed Shoot. to the side. All right. Durnan is going to attack the troll. Uh, oh, Durnan, you are rolling terribly. As you see, the tro the sword actually bites into the, into, the, into the torso of the troll and cuts deep. But you see immediately the runes begin to regenerate. Uh, as, as trolls are apt to do sometimes, the troll is going to try and attack Durnan. Uh, oh, that is a critical hit against Durnan. Oh, no. If we save Durnan, we might get our drinks for free, is what I'm thinking. If he dies, we might get our drinks for free. Oh, good point! <laughs> Durnan takes 18 points of slashing damage. You see the big, massive troll claw come down and just, like, gets him right across the chest. Um, after the troll is a Malika. How many bats are in the troll? Uh, there's almost <coughs> there's almost too many to count. Mm. Too many to count. There's, it's, it's, it's got a whole colony living on its torso right now. Okay, so we want to obviously get rid of the mosquito bats in front of us. Yeah, there are two. They're the immediate danger. Yeah, there are two sturges Correct. in front of you and a big troll in front of you. Okay. Yeah, so chill touch would work. Yeah. Uh, frostbite would work. You'd also, I was uh, gonna say or a magic missile would uh, send out some stuff. Send out some stuff. Um, let's see. Let's try, like, let's try the magic missile. That sounds fun. It's like three magic darts, I guess. Yeah, so. and they just hit automatically. Yeah, and you can point targets. To yeah, they can all hit the same. You can like hit two, like two on one bat, one on the other bats. Yeah, let's like do some shit. All right. Um, 
Because it says three, does it like hit each of the things or like yeah, the bats can, and the troll? Or? It, it can, yeah, it can be the bats, the troll. It can be all three on a bat. It can be two and one on a bat. It can be one on a bat and like one on a table. It's whatever I'm you wish. going, provoking the troll brings it to us though. Yeah. And that's like less exciting for yeah, yeah, me yeah. as a human that would like, well, not a human. A you dark are, elf. Humanoid. Dark elf. Humanoid. I would like to live. Um, I will use that. Actually, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that on the bat mosquitoes bat mosquitoes so yeah let's let's try some are you splitting them up or are you going to focus on one let's do them between the two okay so one's going to take two one's going to take one roll up your damage which is a d4 yeah the d4 so the little pyramid guys there yeah 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 roll two that was the first one and add plus one to each roll sweet three and two so five plus uh two more so seven damage total so you see these two arcane uh bolts go and strike the mosquito one way and then comes in from the left and strikes it down as you just kind of like explode it into pieces as it falls to the ground from your magic missiles i'm gonna roll one more okay uh with the fours right yeah yeah. just one just one oh sorry sorry i had so many questions that's all right one plus one so it's two you see the other one go right through uh the second second sturge and just bisects it and kind of like kind of like in saw or just falls in half and drops to the ground all the sturges are now gone sweet is it uh do you want to use your movement action if you wish (laughs) um you could, like move further away from the troll yeah i feel like behind the bar seems like a nice safe place because there's alcohol there so i will is that too far? So, so you, you can move 30 uh, feet, which is, uh, in this case, uh, six squares. So you can go one, two, three, four, um, five, five, six. Yeah. Or like, can yeah. you hop over the bar? Yeah. You'd be an acrobatics check to hop over the yeah. bar. But right. <laughs> so what do I... So roll me up a d20 and add your acrobatic skill cool, cool, to cool. it. Wait, do I have an acrobatic? What's... Uh, it's towards the, it's, it's, oh, dexterity, right? Yeah, let's do dexterity, yeah. Cool, let's do yeah, this. D20? Yeah, you essentially can use any skill, just how good you are at it. Oh, 18 so. and 16. So give me, so give me some parkour flourish as Amalika goes running for the bar and is kind of like... Whoa! That's, that's all it's <laughs> <laughs> You see Amalika just use that, nice. that elven grace and just plants one hand on a stool and then just kind of hop flips, uh, feet go... Almost hor- go perfectly uh, perpendicular or parallel to the bar as she goes gliding over the top. Doesn't knock over any drinks. Doesn't even like whirl any glasses or, or swirl any of the liquid in. It's almost like she was never there. She goes ducking over the the side and takes cover behind the bar. <laughs> Yosef, uh, gripping the ashes of his mosquito thing in his hand, Yosef stumbles backwards and rests his head across the cabinet. Uh, I'm going to take a glance around. How many light sources are there? Oh, there's plenty of light sources. There's like little torches and sconces and some magically uh, lit uh, lanterns as well. What so, would it take to extinguish them? Uh, the magical stuff, something more magical. The regular stuff, not a whole lot. Um, I'm going to grip my hand and extinguish as many torch- torches as I possibly can. Perfect. Is that using uh, prestidigitation? Yes. All right. You see all the non-magical lights go snuff, poof. As they go out, you are now in dim light. That's all right. Uh, We're all dark visioned up. (laughs) I can see. Actually, who's ever got a nature skill? Give roll me a nature check as well. Oh, that's actually that's the Yosef over there. What am I rolling? Uh, Nature check. Yeah, yeah. So just roll with the d twenty. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna add the 
So this is plus my intelligence? Yes. Oh, and plus the year two there, too. So it's like... Uh, plus my intelligence modifier? Yeah, which is zero. So okay. it's just... Yeah, so, so it's, it's, ten. it's yeah. 10. Yeah, 10. You, you know enough that trolls also have dark vision, being in caves and under bridges most of their lives, mm-hmm. that the darkness uh, will not affect them a whole lot. But you get a feeling that it may affect Dernan a little bit, because he is, he is kind of human-looking. Uh, but you see the lights go out, and you got kind of like this moody, atmospheric... Uh, shadows now get cast across the bar. The the you can see about ten feet down in the pit, and just turns into total blackness after that as well. The barkeeper is definitely dead. Waywalk it. Sweet. All right, yeah, waywalk it. Uh, we should probably help him. Uh, he'll lay down his uh, rapier, and then he gets out his little short bow. Uh, am I hidden from the troll? Uh, let me <laughs> check the troll passive perception. Yes, you are. Sweet. All right, I'll take advantage again. <laughs> Trolls are harder to hit than a sturge. Well, I rolled better, but still uh, not much better. Uh, it's an 18 in total. 18 does hit. Woo! All right, sweet. 2d6. I get my sneak attack for the first time ever. Uh, it's 6 plus 4, so 10 damages. Nice. So you see this arrow go thunk. You actually notice it actually goes through one of the sturges and kind of sticks in the body. And then uh, that spot where the sturge was, the arrow just, the arrow bolt or crossbow bolt pops out from the regeneration of the troll mm. well Chuk-a-tunk. uh does anything know anything about trolls i guess i know what the things about trolls yeah, it looks like he definitely damaged it yeah, yeah. uh in the just that wherever the sturge was it started to regenerate wherever uh, he got hit sure. all right uh way walk it goes to the crowd the crowd is now fully out actually you hear kind of like people bumping into wooden and uh knocking over cups and stuff as the lights went out and they have trouble finding the uh the 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 exit doors and windows of of the establishment um and we go to the Sturges. There are none left because they are all dead. And cross you off the list there. And Durning like looks around at you. and He's like, "Oi, you there with the the, the magical box thing? We need some more help over here." I'm, I'm helping. Oh, Durning, Durning, terrible, terrible. Uh, he does land one hit on the troll. This great sword, swordiness. Oh my god, I'm. These are all like minimum rolls for everybody <laughs> uh, for eight damage, eight slashing damage as he mm-hmm. hits. And it looks like he's actually just shaved more sturges off the off the troll's body than actually doing damage to the troll. Uh, the troll is going to hit back at Dernan. Uh, ooh, those are two hits for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Ooh, Dernan's taking 25 points of slashing ooh. damage like as it again slashes <laughs> right into his gut uh, don't get close to that guys <laughs> that would kill Maybe us all <laughs> he needs a drink now <laughs> amalika you are behind dernan's bar it smells wonderful back here mm-hmm, there are concoctions and bitters and ingredients that you've never seen before but they all look delicious a couple of casks under the bar you get your your 1x your 2x your 3x ales you know some of the bar he's got a couple of 5 and 6x uh, casks mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. people who are in the know. Yeah, uh, but you definitely have cover from from the troll, and you have a safe distance of a pit and a bar in between yourself and a nine foot green troll. I do like that. I like the comfort of this nice big wall that is filled with alcohol, so it's flammable, <laughs> flammable, <laughs> not and exactly flammable. Great. Also, yeah, yeah, but all types of flammable. Yeah, yeah, but at least I'll die happy. Um, yeah, so. I, can we try like chaos bolt? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do Let's do that. Let's have some fun. Let's, you know, I I have um, some protection. I'm feeling a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, good. We've had a few drinks. 
So um, because yeah. because you've dark dark you've got dark vision, this is an unaffected roll. So just roll a d twenty and add your spell attack modifier okay. or your spell attack bonus. Cool, 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 cool. Five. Ooh. Um, and my spell attack modifier is what? It's two plus. Uh, I believe you're a charisma, so it's a uh, plus five. So that is a ten in total. You see, uh, you may have been distracted a little bit by the booze as you mm-hmm. see the, the these two intertwining bolts of energy, not really picking what they are yet, go sailing by. But you kind of get like that glint of like a nice like like chianti off in, off in the side <laughs> as you see your chaos bolt go and explode into the side of a, of a wall display and just shatters what appears to be a, a boar's head at one point. Ooh. Eh, we're learning, darling. <laughs> like, not oh, good. That, that's, that's, that was an antique. That was, that was, that was from the Undermountain. Uh, unfortunately, that is your turn. Do you wish to move? You can. I think I'm good here. You're good? I, I'm satisfied. Comfortable. I, I I like it. There's alcohol. The fumes are just you know. In the meantime, <laughs> there's uh, a lot of empty drinks that people have left along the side. Yeah, of the bar as you well. know, take a shot. Uh, give myself some liquid courage. Boom! As you see the dark elf, the drow, pull up a shot of an unknown liquid. Which at the start of your turn, I'll get you roll a Constitution save for later <laughs> on. Wait, what am I doing? <laughs> getting a little drunk don't worry about oh, it oh yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> yes, that's good so i can move and then take an action yep. i can yeah. take an action and then you, move. you can even interrupt you can move take an action and then move again if yeah. you wish as well um so i'm i'm stunned by recent events uh like i'm uh, but i'm sort of like recovering i feel a little safer in the dark and if, if this is the day i die this is just the day i die um i'm going to attempt to run on the other side of the portal yep yeah six How squares go there yeah six squares including diagonally yeah? yep Perfect. Feeling a little safer here. What's the range on my sacred flame? Yeah, it's Birds. like sixty feet. I think. Yeah, you got tons. Of, yeah, yeah, you got you got you got uh, range for it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna toss the sacred flame his way right De- across the portal. Dexterity save. You see him almost Thanosian like snap of his fingers. You see the sacred flame go launching out. Oh, that's a natural one on the dexterity save. So roll a d8 for your radiant damage. Six. Six, boom. As you see it roar out in pain as this holy fire comes down and sears on you. You hear, as the dim light gets lit up very briefly uh, as the light goes off and fades again, as you see kind of like smoking more crisp Sturge bodies fall off the troll. (laughs) I struck him. Did you see that? (laughs) You do notice that uh, Amalika is taking a couple of shots behind you. What are you? I love it. (laughs) We're in it. We're saving one for you. Uh, Waywalker, we're back at the top of the order. Uh, hmm. Uh, am I still hidden from this troll? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's super distracted. And you're still in the box, so. Still in the box. All right. Let's, let's try to hit it again. <laughs> Come on, 20s. Oh. It's 16. 16 is a hit. All right. 2d6. It's uh, five plus four, so nine damages. Nine damages. Boom, as you sink another. This one actually gets underneath the armpit of the troll. You see kind of like surprised to be hit under the armpit, kind of like trying to wave around. But you notice that the like the, the, the blood that's coming up from the moon, more sturges are moving up underneath its armpit. He's got kind of like this, like almost like this massive insectoid is just kind of like keeping his arm slightly <sighs> askew. Uh, I, I think I heard something about trolls one time. Uh and then I'm going to move uh, towards, are there still lit torches uh, about, or all of them They're, are gone? All, the only thing that are light are these little lamps that have mm-hmm. these uh, yellow, continuous magical flame going all like the regular sconces. Mm-hmm. have been extinguished. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would like to go over to one of the extinguished uh, sconces, like like just anywhere on the Take wall. Take it anywhere from the wall. You can, right. you can even say there's like a like a table lamp as well. Okay, sure. So I'll grab. I'll, I'll, I'll like pop out of my box. I grab the the torch, and I say, uh, "Yosef, on your next turn, can you light this torch for me?" All right. After that is Dernan, as you see. Uh, uh, you see him slashing the troll again, just kind of swearing. It's like, oh, it's a fucking antique. Almost got killed looking for that boy's head. Uh, oh, rolls two hits against the troll. He must be angry about uh, losing such a valuable <laughs> piece. Oops, that's the wrong dice. D6 is what you need. Oh, turn in, turn in. One and a two. Oh, there we go. That's better. Uh, so that's 12, 16 slashing against the troll. As he begins to swear profusely, uh, Amalika, you see Durden kind of slashing away at this troll, and this troll is just kind of waving around. It looks like it's being thrown off by all the insects and the and the and the assault that's been happening. It is your turn. Oh, give me a Constitution save, by the way. So roll a d twenty plus your Constitution <laughs> save. Now, now that you've like, been, drinking. you need to tell me things. <laughs> right. This is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good news is you are proficient in this. Six. Ooh, your constitution saving throw, which is that like uh, box above where your uh, skills are. Constitution is four. So a ten? Mm-hmm. That's the number you needed. You resist the effects of becoming drunk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> keep going. You're you're a little bit warmer, a little bit more confident, a little bit more, yeah, more tingly like uh, in your fingertips as it is your turn to act. Well, can we like... What, what about making some sort of like Molotov cocktail sort of situation? We've got like a bar going on here. Is that like a thing we you can, can do? We can light, we, can we use like prestidigitation to light something on fire, like some of this alcohol? So what it? you could do, so it'd be two actions to do that. What you yeah. could do is huck a bottle at the troll and then Yosef could prestidigitate. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, okay, okay. So like we can use that to throw the alcohol onto the troll. So he's just like... Yeah. Covered in alcohol. Yeah. That's go. an awesome idea. Yeah. Totally do Let's that. Let's do this. Let's do this. I've got a whole lot of real flammable alcohol back here. So I'm gonna get you uh, I'm gonna get you to do something called rolling a percentage dice. So you got two D10s there. Uh Miles, you can point yeah, out yeah, the, those are the two D10s. Okay. So one's gonna have like two digits on them, one's gonna have one digit on them. Sure. So roll them. The okay. two digits is the first number, the single digit is the second number. So you get like a thirty and a four, you get a thirty-four. Six, 60, 66. One second. <laughs> Dernan is not going to be happy as you grab what appears to be a 300-year-old bottle of elven wine. <laughs> <laughs> not paying attention. Also, maybe your, 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 your drow dark elfness just kind of seeking in those old rivalries as you feel this incredibly smooth, incredibly light bottle. You immediately recognize the smell of, of summertime grapes from the Feywild as you launch this thing over top. Give me a, dex- give me a, a D20 plus your dexterity um, modifier. Yes, 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 oh, yes, okay, cool. gotcha. 11 and 16. So, so that's a uh, plus three. So 14 oh. in total. 14 in total? Yeah. You hear... As you see this red ruby wine just cover the troll from face down to chest as it smells, everyone gets the scent of succulent berries and fruit and summertime and just all the best things of youth you had as a kid just coming out into the bar as you see during, oh no, oh no, no. 
no, no. As the, the, troll, the troll is now covered in red wine. After that is Yosef. Um, can I take a bonus action at any point? If you have something that can give you a bonus action, yes. If not, then depends on... So you can use your, like, your healing light, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I will use my healing light. Light mm-hmm. radiates from my body. The D6, actually. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm just going to recover these hit points. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I got three back. Nice. Which puts me... As you see, every once again, the bar lights up very briefly as this holy light just heals up the wound. The healing light... Uh, uh, Retracts from my whole body down to my hand. I give a little look over at my dwarf friend. Light the guy. Light, light the guy. The guy, not the not no, the not the not torch. The, the guy now. The guy. I'll light the guy. <laughs> what, uh, uh, and I will. Um, Don't let the wine go to waste. Yeah, <laughs> I will attempt to light uh, the troll on fire. You? How do you like? What's the what's the flare like? Do you snap your fingers? Do you wave your hands? Do you... No, it's uh, the the light that's come out of my body has sort of collected in the palm of my hand, and I'm holding it like a little ball. Uh, I'm going back and forth, and like, the guy, the guy, and then I sort of whip it at him across the portal like a softball. Perfect, and because it's a cantrip, it just hits automatically. Roll me a d10, please. Uh, actually, a d10, and you don't have one of those. Oh, well, that's a d10 spell, actually. Right share. Six. Six? Well, he only had four hit points left. So you see the flame erupt up the face of the troll, <laughs> up the chest. You hear the smell of burning sturge yes. and the ashes become, as it begins to flail around, blind to everything. It kind of wanders around and hits the side of the yawning portal, trips as you see like this lit troll go, <laughs> you don't hear a thump. That's how deep the hole is. Oh. Uh, but uh, you- Wait for it. Wait for it. I, I think we can stop waiting for it, guys. <laughs> As you have uh, defeated the first encounter of your D&D campaign Woo! one. Yay, uh. I survived. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was a real concern that I wasn't going to live through that. Like, <laughs> well, die in the first round. Well, the two, <laughs> two was exciting. <laughs> the two most dangerous levels are the first level and the 20th level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So you see uh, Dernan... Kind of doesn't give you a scowl, a scowl like he he obviously thanks you. Yeah, but, but I, I walk out of my box like Dernan, you're looking at your best customers. Well, my best customers just cost me three hundred gold. Yeah, but we also saved you from the troll. If it wasn't for your uncle, I would not be as mad as I am right now. Wait, you'd be more mad or less mad? I'd be. Uh, I'm less mad now. I I, I I just feel bad about what happened with your uncle. So, like, he was here first. When he before he went off on his journey, so uh, my fading my fading English accents are. <laughs> uh, uh, Got to give a, a bit more uh, Manchesterine. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, we we feel I feel bad. He was he was here planning out his adventure, and um, it, I, I feel a bit of responsibility because this is this is where he he did it. he started his run from. Well, I, I must say, if, if something was on Waywalker's mind, uh, he would have done it anyway. Well. Uh, still, I mean, it's it, it, it's something I think about a lot of adventures that don't come back from uh, from from the journeys, especially to a place that he went to. This is a bad time to ask for a free drink on the house. All right, your group gets a free drink on the house <laughs> of the regular stuff, nothing above three X. 
that, that, that's, that's very generous to uh, turn in. Uh, all right, yeah. So you see the crowd start coming back in. They kind of like that, that smell of burnt troll and sturge still. Who wants to buy around for the big heroes over here? You see a moderate response. They're not as uh, they're not into it as uh, as as you thought. As I, are you sure? <laughs> Ungrateful. You should have seen the fight, everybody. You can give me a persuasion check. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd love to do that. As a matter of fact, uh, that's an eighteen. Eighteen. You see, uh, Waywalket jump on top of of his table and starts giving descriptions of what Yosef and Amalika, how yes. how cool Amalika was flipping over the bar and tossing the wine. You couldn't imagine a better adventuring company throwing light. Throwing bolts, exploding boars. It was amazing. You hear Darren like, oh, yeah, in that bloody box, it didn't do a damn thing. I, it gave me a nice sense of comfort and concealment. Uh, you do notice that a couple free drinks uh, do get, get passed by to your table. Um, it seems that uh, Waywalket has done a, a, pretty sustain, a pretty good job of, of convincing the crowd that maybe, maybe a couple of silver pieces are worth uh, sending your way. Noticing that your pockets are a little bit light Due to lack of a lack of adventuring employment in, inside the city, we're new in town. We're looking to mingle. <laughs> uh, you do see a figure approach you, who strokes his mustache and adjusts his floppy hat and tightens his scarf, and he says, "My name is Volo uh, Getarm, Chronicle Wizard and Celebrity. At your service. I trust you've noted the violence in our fair city these past ten days. You're Volo. I am Volo. Would you like an autograph? I who introduces themselves as a celebrity? Well, Volo would. He's a huge celebrity. You've clearly never read my books. We carried them in my uncle's shop. What's a book? Oh, oh, I've run out of copies, but I will get one signed to you for a cost of 25 gold later on. Not a problem. We have to keep that. (laughs) Um, It's all yours. I must, uh, after after seeing that fight with the troll, I feel feel I can come to you with with a grand notion. Uh, you see, you've established yourself of knowing how to handle yourselves in a fight, and this is something I admire. Uh, but I do have a, I, I have a job for you. Uh, it's no use. By, my, my name status alone is too much for me to post it on the job boards, but I, I do like to see people in action. And I have a quest for you. I need you to find a friend of mine. We are your elf. Uh, what even are you, by the way, Yosef? I'm an Asimar. I'm chosen of the Pooba Shabu. I've said this many times. He's one of those. And look at me. I'm great. Oh, I, I, I covered his people in, in my latest book, Volo's Guide to Monsters. You're not a monster. You're just in like the subtext, you're in, like a chapter of it. It's mostly about monsters, but I do cover the Asimar in it. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bestseller. Trust me. Um, you see, uh, my friend Floon has uh, he, he's gone gone missing. He's got more beauty than brains, uh, and I think he was kidnapped. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I lost track of him. Kidnapped. Uh, if you agree to to track him down, uh, I can offer you ten dragons apiece now, which is ten gold pieces. Ooh. Uh, and I can give you each ten times that when you find Floon. That's a great deal. That will really help me open my shop. Wait, Walker, how much money is that? Is that like a lot? Yeah, it's like. A lot more than you have right now. Like right now, you got it's a hundred less than that. It's, it's a lot more than all it's, of us. It's have. more. It's more than what we. Well, it's yeah. more than what we've got. I want it. <laughs> yes. But how do we do it? And in fact, <laughs> you, you get a little bit more. You get a little bit now, and then ten times that. When I, I see this is going to be a math heavy group. He's right? not my accountant. He's okay. Just, he's you, you see why I hired him. Okay. Yes. I have yes. powers, and I want money. He's very beautiful <laughs> as well. Oh, so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yes, a hundred gold pieces each if you find Flume. Okay. This is 
intriguing. I could be into this. Uh, what can you tell us about Floom? Uh, well, uh, we went drinking last night uh, down in, in the, the, the dock district, the dock ward, and I haven't heard from him since. We were supposed to have brunch this morning, and he, he never arrived. He never misses the brunch. He never misses a brunch. Well, brunch is the best meal. It's a lunch and a breakfast. You get two for the price of one. Yeah. It's true. It's the best meal of the day. Is it a day meal? I guess, like... It's a morning. It's That's a, a week. It's a transition meal. Yeah. You can have your breakfast, your brunch, and then your lunch. Yeah. You get a threefer. Uh, so did he... Did you check his home already? Was he there? Uh, he usually gets in contact with me, and it doesn't look like anyone has been back since last night. Does he uh, have any, like, uh, regular haunts, uh, any uh, enemies, anything else you think might uh, well, help we, us in we, this? Well, we usually, we usually have food and drink here, but the, the place we went to last night uh, is known as the Skewer Dragon. Skewer Dragon? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sometimes we like to go slumming the lesser parts of town, spend our money where people don't have much money, and it makes us feel better. Uh, but we, I, I had to get ready to work on my new book. Uh, I have a new book coming up, by the way, if you move. Oh. Oh. The guy to, the guy to specters and spirits. Uh, I kind of need to, uh, uh, create a new masterpiece after my adventures in Schultz just kind of didn't pan out. So you oh. were using the bar for research? Y- yes. Yes. Right off. That's mm-hmm. the, that is, that is what I will tell my accountant. That is exactly what I was doing. She's a very smart lady, this dark elf. Yeah, that's why I hired her. I don't hear that a lot. <laughs> you and your friends seem in no way inceptional. Why would that anyone take him? I, I don't know. That's why I'm hiring you to find out. Is he like your editor or just a buddy? He's just a good friend. He's my drinking buddy. He's yeah. my, my inspiration for going out for adventure. He's my guy I pal around with when I'm in Waterdeep. And I, I hate to ask, but, you, you know, as, as adventurers looking for a friend, does he have any, like, gambling debts or anything you know about? Mm, yeah. Past sins. If he does, I do not know about them. All right. His all biggest right. sin I know is getting hung over very easily. Mm. And did you leave the, the skewer dragon together? No, no, I had to leave early. Mm, He's going to stick around and drink a little bit more. Did you talk to anybody else there? Oh, we talked to some of the locals as best you can, but, you know, is it really worth talking to the dock workers a whole lot? <laughs> Volo doesn't think so. Oh, I mean, the, they would know a lot about sea ghosts i suppose sea ghosts is that a thing is that should i be taking notes right now do sea ghosts exist i don't know i've never been to sea <laughs> <laughs> well I, you, you seem pull like a small little scratch pad and begins to uh, write down about sea ghosts like well uh, i'll make you a footnote in my next book if that happens oh and uh could you describe him at all uh that would that would probably help like is he a human an elf? oh yes he's He's human, he's got brown hair, he's exceptionally beautiful, well-dressed, fancy clothes, olive tan skin. Anything, like, notable, like, I don't know, like a skull tattoo or no, jewelry? No. He, he dresses very, his, his, his clothes are very fine, and essentially, when you see him, he'll be simply enchanting. He's, he's quite a remarkable person. Award-winning smile, teeth that glint off in the night. When you say award-winning... Who gave him that award? Oh, he did. <laughs> the best kind of award. Oh, and I'm also convinced his dentist gave it to him as well. Wait, you can win awards for being good looking? Do they come with money? Have, how long have you been in Waterdeep? <laughs> he just got here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing him the ropes. All right. Well, when you find him, 
come back here, let me know, and I will be here with your reward. And you see him toss out three bags that have ten gold pieces in them each. Ooh, I'll take them to the bank. Where do you think we'll start? Well, well I think right now we say it. What? We're gonna, we're... <laughs> I think we say we should go down to the to the dock district and the mm. skewer dragon post haste. Yes, yes, yes. And get the more money, money later. I'm ready, more money. <laughs> yes, but later. Not much later. No, hopefully We're, not. Well, no, you got sooner. some now. Yeah, we got some now. <laughs> That's half of it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, yeah, it's half. Yeah, yeah I'll keep, say half. <laughs> keep, keep him away from your books. No, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, you see Vola go off with a, a decanter of wine. Uh, kind of like a whimsy, uh, kind of a sway, a bit of a, bit of a drunk to his step. Uh, as you see him head off to uh, talk to Durden. Durden looks like he's just picking up the pieces of glass and just looking at that one vacant spot on his bar wall of where that really fancy 300 gold piece elven, elven wine or 300 year old, sorry, elven wine was just kind of lamenting at just, uh, I respect the moves, but oh, it hurts. It was worth it. It's good to kill them with fire. Yeah, that's the most important thing. And it looked good, too. It yeah, looked really good, good. Yeah. yes. You know, I must say, it's weird to meet some of your heroes, but that Volo guy seemed pretty okay. Uh, actually, I'm going to give uh, myself an insight check, uh, just about Volo's <laughs> general demeanor. That's uh, a 12. 12? You get the feeling uh, he was maybe sweating a little bit more than he th- than you think someone should be sweating about mm. how much reward money he has, especially since he mentioned that his book about Chult did not do very well at mm. all. In fact, you can even remember the past year, no books about Chult have come out at all from Volo. Oh. Well, he's still pretty rich from that last book, I bet. And famous. Yeah, so famous. He might owe us... Anyway, let's go find his friend. All right. Well, he did mention the Dock War to you, which he is... is. Down on the southern part, I forgot to print up a map of Waterdeep. I'll do that for next time. Um, but it is down on the, uh, the southern part of the city, or the southwestern part of the city, and it is winter time. So you bundle up in your winter, your winter coats and your winter gear. Um, as I will call a quick break, as you begin to wander through the snowy s- streets of Waterdeep, as the wind begins to howl, it kind of hits you in the face and just kind of that chilly blast, much like Toronto is right now, uh, except bigger snow drifts. Uh, so let's take a quick break, have some water, have some breaks, and we'll be right back. Like all great adventures, it begins in a tavern, and no greater place than the Yawning Portal to start off your D&D adventuring career. I hope everyone enjoyed the, the first little encounter so far. I hope we're getting to get to know the characters and get to learn and learn a little bit more about their pasts and histories and how they interact with each other. There's going to be a nice little foundation laid down with these three. There's just something about them that just it, it just meshes so well. Um Let's just get into to some small announcements. So we're going to be expanding a little bit this season. We're going to be changing some things up. So we're going to try some new things. One is we're going to uh, be putting all these episodes into video format and putting them on YouTube later on. So if you just want some background sound or something to listen to while you work and chill and you don't have your smartphone or anything ready to to play a podcast, you can find us on YouTube. That'll be uh, for the Diecast podcast channel easily searchable on YouTube. Not a problem to find. We are also going to be seeing how we're going to be experimenting a little bit with Twitch by doing replays. We're going to either do on a Friday Friday or a Sunday and figure out when to do the replays, but just like a a replay of, uh, of audio and some just essentially like the, it's essentially going to be mostly audio with like one static image that goes along, but 
if you're just there to catch up or you want to hang out and chat with other people about it, twitch.tv forward slash diecast podcast. You'll find us there. We're going to experiment, try some new things, see what works, see what doesn't work. Let us know when we start doing that. We will send out a tweet. We'll send out a message so everyone can get involved. And also, we are going to be working on a Discord server. So if you want to share fan art, videos, thoughts, opinions, crazy fan theories, uh, you can find us on Diecast Podcast. It's open. You just got to apply for the invite and in you go. We're going to be getting all that up and working. And maybe, maybe down the road, we will be setting up a Patreon. We'll find out. But those are the quick announcements. We're going to jump right back into the adventure with uh, Waywalket, Yosef, and Amalika as they try and figure out what is going on in Waterdeep. I will see you next week. I hope everyone has a great time. Spring is in the air. Uh, we filmed, we recorded all this back in January, so it's great to see that the weather in-game isn't matching the weather in real life. But I hope everyone's having a great time. I will see you all next week. Welcome back to Season 5. It's so great to have you back. We hope we make you laugh. We hope we make you smile. Maybe, maybe, maybe make you cry a little bit. We'll find out. But I'll see you next week. I love you all. Hug a family member. Tell them that you love them. And I'll see you later. So we are back to the snowy streets of Waterdeep at night going through the dock ward. Um, it is, uh, everyone has to bundle up tight as that wind just gives it a little bit of extra bite to everybody Ooh. comes howling down the streets. As you see, who's, who's leading the charge, by the way, is it way walking? Cause the snow just would be up to like your chest. Uh, can you guys like maybe make a little path for me? Uh, you know, you've, you've been here the long, you've, uh, <laughs> Malika, you've been here the longest. You must know the way to the docks. Yeah. I mean, we could try and take a shortcut and just kind of maybe avoid some of the, Heavier snow, go through some of the ways that have some roofs that shelter all this. That, that would be a lovely. Yeah. You do have the, you can go across the roofs if you want and do kind of like that, that Naruto run across the. But I also yeah, believe. But the roofs would have snow too. I think also you have a class, your background feature allows you to like move quicker through city yeah, streets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like tunnels and stuff and shenanigans. Do you want, do you want to go through the sewers? You can totally go through the sewers to get down the dock ward. Well, do we want to go through the sewers or do we want to go through the snow? Uh, I'm not so much a sewer person. I like uh, the sunshine, the air. I mean, not so much sunshine right now. <laughs> I'm definitely not a sewer person. I'd like to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> At nighttime. Anytime. <laughs> well, I guess oh, yeah. this the, is... the not sewers is the way to go then. This is, this is also prime dark elf time because there's no sunlight out whatsoever. So you just, you just feel in your element right here. In fact... You, feel, you kind of enjoy the snow. The wintertime is more overcast. Like that bright, that bright ball of giant gas just does not mix well with your dark elven ancestry. Yeah. You like to sleep in, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> that brunch thing that you guys were talking about earlier doesn't really apply at night so much. It's more like a late night snack for her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a poutine bar is for. <laughs> See, French Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> um. So using Amalika's skill of or knowledge of the back streets of Waterdeep, she takes you through what feels like lefts and rights. You feel like you've done like three circles, but Amalika, you know, you're taking them down south. I know to, where I'm going. Yeah, you're, you're going to the dock work for sure. And you actually you're finding like the closed off alleys where the roofs come in over top where barely any light or any snow or precipitation gets down. And this, it's cold, but it's more like walking through a freezer than it is walking through a an Arctic tundra type of type of deal that you're making some great time and actually avoiding kind of like the seedier elements of of Waterdeep at night. Waterdeep.
ghosts. Uh, I mean, sea ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> we're going right to the sea ghosts. Uh, but you do, you do avoid uh, what you know is as Muggers Lane uh, and Pickpocket Alley. Um, just by going through your, your, your back channels. So you don't have to do any checks to see if you, see if you run into any criminal element. Ah, sweet. Good Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm very precious about this money I have. <laughs> the only money you have. <laughs> I need at least 300 gold before I can open my shop. Uh, but there is a surprise to everybody as you pop out of a back alley, uh, you find yourselves on a street that's been cordoned off by the city watch. Lying on the cobblestones, uh, about half a block away, have half a dozen corpses already with snow and kind of the blood frozen to the sidewalk. Um, seemingly the victims of some terrible skirmish. Watch officers in city watch have been dis, uh, have disarmed and arrested three blood drenched humans and are in the midst of questioning witnesses. One of the officers uh, sees you and says, get on, nothing to see here, get along. Uh, are they this near the uh, skewer dragon, or uh, you're still a fair bit away? This is kind of like a, like an interruption of a, and oh. like you see, you can see them putting up like kind of like this like this like golden rope of a like cordoning off the area. Wow, the, the city's gotten uh, pretty bad, hasn't it, officer? It's like, yeah, yeah, Crom, Crom is is definitely on the rise here. So uh, again, piss off. You have yourself a, a wonderful night. I think we can take another way around this and just avoid this mess. Yeah, it seems pretty bad. Actually, uh, I'd like to take a look at those corp the corpses. The perception slash, check. Yeah, why not? Ooh. Yeah, it's a fifteen. Uh, it's very cold out, and you can see a couple of uh, people in robes leaning over the corpses, kind of like brushing the snow off, and like I trying to their best to identify them. Um, you can see that uh, they all wearing kind of leathery type of armor, and you can see on one of the forearms is a black tattoo of a winged serpent. Uh, if you give me a history check, that's a twenty. Twenty. You definitely know that anyone with that type of tattoo belongs to the Zentarim. Ooh. And you can see that the people being questioned. Uh, by the sidewalk have a combination of one has a tattoo of one circle with about 10 other smaller circles around it. And you know, that's the guild sign yeah, of the Xanathar's guild. And the guy next to him, who's also covered in blood, just has a giant knife tattoo on his, on mm. his forearm as well. Wow. These, these gang wars are really getting out of sorts. Who are they? Why did they die? Well, they're, uh, they're bad people. Well, you see that the, the people there with the, uh, that, that black tattoo, they're, they're from the Zentarine, the serpent tattoo. They're into really nasty secrets and things. Uh, the, uh, the, that tattoo over there with the many eyes. Legend has it that's, uh, that's the Xanathar's Guild. Some kind of many-eyed creatures may be in charge of that. And then the one with the knife, well, they're also a secret organization of uh, murders, thieves, and absconders. It could be that our man Floon was taken by one of these very groups. <laughs> you see the guy like that that was a great analysis of what's been happening in all city streets and now piss off yeah i've been reading the paper and guess good day officer <laughs> uh as you wander down uh the streets in the dock ward you see tall densely packed tenants uh tenements leave most of the neighborhood in shadow at ground level most of the street lamps have had their glasses either smashed or just removed completely, and smells, smells of small air, salt air and, sec, and excrement linger as you pass by rundown buildings. It's more of a dilapidated 
part of town. Um, you do turn a corner and on a, the corner of uh, Zastro and Zastro Street and Philly Lane, as you see a weird particular shop display window. Um, it has a deep purple facade and it's in, in its window hangs a stuffed beholder. Above the door hangs a sign whose elaborate letters spell out Old Zoblob Shop. Like you do. Oh, the Zoblob Shop. Actually. Uh, Amalika, you can actually give me a history check for that one. Okay. D20? D20 plus your history skill. 16. And history is intelligence, which I'm a dummy, so uh, 9. So then I minus 1, so it's a 15. So, whoops, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 15. 15? 15 is more than enough. That uh, old Zoblob is kind of an eccentric... magic trinkets uh antiquities it's like you don't find like your sword your dragon slaying uh items at his shop you find kind of like your your ovens of of cookie bake or your your gloves of cookie bacon your you know your your potions of of evanescent smell and it's it's not a powerful magical item shop more like a practical trinkets and antiquities type of shop okay oh they are a prime competitor of uh sparks and sprockets my uncle's shop I hope to one day also be one of the competitors. <laughs> Do you I'm, wish to go in? You don't have to if you don't want to. I mean... You also know the gnome who runs it is quite eccentric. He's, he's, he's in dark elven terms. He's a weirdo. Okay. A weird elf, eh? Is it a she? <laughs> <laughs> Do we think there's anything in there that might be able to help us? Anything that could maybe guide us in finding this guy? Wouldn't hard to ask. And also, I would love to get out of this cold. I'm freezing. My tiny little bones. Yeah, we still have a while to go, right? Until oh, you're in you're in the dock ward now. Um, it wouldn't take that long to find the skewer dragon. Uh, but this is just kind of like one of those. It, the the way the street opens out, it's got like a big bay window, so it would have a good view of it, like one of the major intersections of the street. Let's go in and check it out. Maybe he knows something. Yeah, you never know. Uh, as you enter the shop, a cloud of lavender-scented purple smoke trails out of the shop's door as you peer inside. Every wall is painted purple, and every dusty knick-knack on the shelves is a deep purple, or a deep violet. The hairless old gnome sitting cross-legged on the counter wears a plume-colored robes, uh, or plum-colored lo- ro- robes. His cheeks are decorated with nine purple faces painted eye, face-painted eyes. The gnome lowers a pipe and exhales a cloud of lavender smoke before he rising a hand. Hail and well met! Come before the shelves of the most curious curiosity shop in the world? Well, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I don't think it is, my friend. This is old Zoblob's shop. Well, I mean, it's a very nice shop, but I mean, how do you get away with charging these prices? (laughs) You charge them because people will buy them. They charge what people will pay. That's actually a very good philosophy. I like this guy quite a lot already. (laughs) People might pay more if the shop was less disgusting. Uh... Uh, for a small fee, I could clean it for you. Oh, no, I love the color purple. It's a numb thing. <laughs> it's odd. Well, it is a shop of oddities and curiosities. Ask him the questions we need to ask him. Let's get out of here. I Got anything on special today? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh... Yeah, he's like, we got a, we got a couple of potions of uh, of intoxication nullification. Uh-huh. That's like 25 gold. 25 gold, you say? Jeez, in this part of town? Well, I'm, I'm, not, going, I'm not going for the locals there. I'm going for the, the people who come uh, traveling down. So the drunk people. Yeah. 
you get a lot of tourists doing uh, a lot of a lot of well-to-doers coming down and slumming around this part of town. And what kind of like shady people do you see in here? Oh, they don't have money to come in here. In fact, they're actually terrified of this place. Anyone who breaks in, I vaporize immediately. We're actually looking for a kind of a, a, a well-to-do fellow who may have been in uh, last night. He himself was doing quite a little bit of drinking. Uh, a human name of Floon. Floon? Uh, that's, a, that's an odd name. I, I would have recognized it. Uh, uh, human, brown hair, apparently quite to... handsome. Yeah, very attractive. Mm, I mean... Award-winning it... smile? What a winning smile, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, According to his dentist. It sounds it sounds like he could have come by, but uh, as someone who deals with people, and it's, it's not really good to share information in this part of town, if you know what I mean. There's a, I'm great in here, but if I go outside, that's a recipe for stabbing. I, 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 I look around the shop, does he have like a books section? He does have a book section. Like, look, I don't want to spread this around, but like, I could get you maybe a signed copy of Volo's Guides of Monsters if you help us out here. You see his two purple bushy eyebrows just immediately raise. Boink! Uh, give me a persuasion check made with advantage. Ooh. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a five plus seven because I'm very good at persuading people. So uh, it's a twelve. Twelve. Uh, you seem kind of like, wait a minute. Why would Volo hang out with you guys? He's a celebrity. He's a rich guy. Well, uh... I mean, how do I know that's also not a forged... Like, like you you look like one of them waywockets, and I don't trust the waywockets in forgery. But with all due respect to your uncle. I am not a forger. That is ridiculous. I am a businessman just like yourself. Uh, we, my compatriots and all, uh, you can look at our, our handsome faces, mm-hmm. our dark elf faces. Uh, we were just hanging out in uh, the Yawning Portal. It's a place where people meet people. I, I know Saved about the Yawning everybody. We just, you know, we're heroes. We were a little bit of a hero tonight. We don't want to uh, be bragging too much. Uh, and Volo came over and he's like, he were doing Volo a favor. I don't want to go spreading his name because I want to be one of those, you know, celebrity name droppers but he offers a copy of the signed book and i thought maybe you know that might help jog your memory about his friend floon that we're looking for you see him kind of roll around the idea in his head he looks over and he's got a small little plushy beholder uh sitting on on the counter as he kind of just slides it forward he's like you know if you made a purchase maybe i could help you out with uh, the local going ons in the town What's your cheapest thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now, ma'am. It's it's gonna be five gold. You can pay more if you want. There's lots of other stuff. Oh well, what, yeah. What's in your five gold range? The point he pushes the plushy beholder a little bit further out. Uh, what does this do? Waywalk. You just give me like a straight up intelligence check. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. Yeah, not today though. It's a nine. Nine. Uh, I'd, I'd say difficulty five. You can easily tell that uh, that plushy beholder definitely not worth five gold. Oh yeah, you're more paid for information <laughs> than you are for the beholder. Uh you know, I, I think this my niece would love this beholder, and yes, uh, I, I will pay the full five dollars. Oh, five dragons, sorry. <laughs> Cross out that ten. Put a five. <laughs> You now have a purple plushy beholder. 
Definitely you write that in ink it. on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> always write it down. Says, well, it's it's because you described the smile. I definitely remember that. Uh, they it was him and another guy coming out of the skewer dragon. Uh, they were both really really well dressed, especially uh, the guy with the smile. The guy with the smile, he was nicely dressed. The other, the guy he was with, that guy had money. That guy had money. You kind of you see those guys walking by, and like, oh, hope he comes into my store and drops a couple of dragons in here. But, uh, yeah, this, this store window looks out on a lot. I saw them get jumped and dragged off into an alley. Who jumped them? You see him push another plushy beholder. I push it aside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have a niece, and I want to know who jumped them. Give me a persuasion check. Um, as I'm saying this, I'm smiling. <laughs> would you say more of a persuasion or intimidation is that kind of like aggressive like that like i'm gonna do something smile or i'm just trying to convince you to, to let go of let go of some information i'm smiling the smile of someone who just I'm is expectantly answer. waiting for an answer and doesn't anticipate not getting one persuasion man. <laughs> i've also rolled an 18 oh yeah uh he kind of looks at you almost cowed and intimidates like oh okay okay it was I don't know who they were individually, but a couple of them had the, the, that black flying snake tattoo on their bodies somehow. Oh, Santorin. Uh, we don't we don't say we don't say that name. That and name they here. both got taken. They both got taken. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know what way they uh, were dragged off to? Uh, and he just kind of like does that, just like holds his robe up and kind of like hides. Hides his hand from the window area, mm-hmm. but points out and like one of the alleys over there. I don't, I, you know, I didn't see much. I didn't. I saw what happened. I didn't see exactly where they went. They went, you know, kind of like northeast. Hmm. And they're coming out of the skewer dragon. That's for sure. That place is a mess. Do you know that they got an anchor on the roof that they haven't cleaned up in like three years? It's probably got a lot of pigeon poop up there. It's good for the decor. Yeah, it was when that. Uh, I like it too. It, came, it was the anchor down, just down the street from the, 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 the Styx Orman when that big dragon attacked. It blew the anchor off. It caps and caved in the roof. And they just never cleaned it up. Thrilling. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually written into the book. I just, I just adjusted it for myself. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, What's next, my friends? Down the alley or over to the dragon? Do you think there's anybody at the dragon that would know more? Well, I mean, the regulars are always regulars there, but yeah, they're not—they're not the friendliest of folks. They're more likely to take your money than uh, than talk to you. They may not be most lucid. Yeah, it might be. Uh, it might be worth asking around uh, some of the alleys to see if uh, if they know where they went. Uh well, Zablab, Zablab, Zablab. It was a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I think you and I can do business maybe in the future sometime. Um, You've got a great plushie. You've got, I, I, a great, it's one of the best plushies you can find here. Thank you for lying right to my face. Uh, <laughs> keep roaming insight check. Fifteen. Oh. Uh, He's being completely sincere, but he believes it's one of the best plushies inside Waterdeep. Um. I wonder if I'm now being spied on by a beholder. Uh, well, we'll find out in good fun time. <laughs> um, yeah, let's head, let's head to the alley, I think. Let's do it. Of course. You want to go right to the alley? 
Uh, yeah, let's go to the alley. Uh, and when I get to the alley, I'd like to uh, see if I can find any small beasts, like uh, like some. Uh, I know it's winter, so that might be a little hard to find them. But like a squirrel, uh, or a mole, or a rat, or some other kind of. A rat would be a thing near a gross part of town at the water. Uh, Give me a nature check. Mm. I'm okay at nature. Oh, hot dice. It's a 23. 23. (laughs) So you know that it is wintertime, so a lot of like your more traditional, like, um, Cats, squirrels, birds, Mm -hmm. they're all either out of town for the season or Mm -hmm. they're kind of hibernating. Your best bet would probably be a rat, Mm -hmm. but rats don't usually stay up in the snowy parts. They're usually down in the sewers. Mm. See, if only we'd crept through the gross part of town. Well, we might be going down to a sewer uh, sooner than later. Um, So we go to the alley that he described. I guess let's take a quick look around this alley, see if we can find, uh, suss up any clues. Mm -hmm. Uh, you do come across the this, the alley that Zoblob was pointing to. You notice that one of the street signs calls it Candle Lane. Um, and gloom envelops a narrow alley as dark, as dark as a dungeon and as odious as one as well. Nearly all the street lamps have been smashed. The only light that pierces the darkness is a faint flickering flame from down the lane like a distant candle. You see that snow has banked up on either side of the alley, but it looks like the the street lamps are the only real source of darkness. The buildings kind of like shadow out the time. You can't really see the the the, the night sky above you. How far away is the flame? Uh, it's about thirty feet. It's been snowing all day, kind yeah. of thing. But you notice that the the snow, like it's more like it's been blown in from the from the main street. Mm. That as you get further down, the snow just kind of stops off. It looks like it's kind of like a self isolated little mm. little area. As you see, like the the stone and brick uh, brickwork front of the side of the building, just like various piles of trash and wood and uh, just things that have been left decades and decades ago to be forgotten in the alley. Um, I pull my staff out of wherever I keep it, like some sort of belt loop on my armor, I imagine. Yeah. I step forward twice with my usual confidence, and then I kind of stop. And I say, my friends, I had a a strange experience tonight. As I watched that burning beast tumble into the abyss, I felt happy, but not just happy that I was seeing something die in such a spectacular way, but happy that I was still alive. Uh, and then I'm going to lift my staff and enchant it with light mm-hmm. to light up the alley. And boof, almost like daylight, the light lights up. Uh, uh, Malika, your eyes just kind of like flicker, like just you shield yourself a little bit. It's not, it's not the same effect as sunlight, but it's just kind of like someone like using flash photography in a dark room. It's like, poof, everyone's got those stars in their eyes, but it lights up all the way down and right underneath the continual, that continual flame lamp, you actually see what appears to be uh, a painted black snake uh, just underneath where the flame was. You wouldn't have seen unless you got really close and looked for it, but this bright light from the light spell illuminates Mm. it perfectly. What's that? Great. Oh my gosh, you're a genius! <laughs> it's just light. <laughs> it's a good thing you're pretty, kid. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, do, do, do you see that little snake guy over there? Yes. Well, because of your weird epiphany and your light, I think we may have found where the sentry may have taken Floon and his even richer friend. All I see is a little snake on the ground. Tell us more. Well, 
let's get over there and see what we can see. Let's get over there. <laughs> uh, as you walk down the alley, uh, no trap spring. Sweet. <laughs> Great, excellent. Good start, good start. Good start, good start. I, I mean, it's, it's been a few months for me, John. I, uh, I'm not paranoid yet. Uh, yet. You, you do notice that as you come down, you see underneath the lamp where the, the snake has been painted on the side of the building because of Yosef's uh, big, brilliant light. You do notice that had that continued, had just been that light source, you wouldn't have seen it off to your left, but you see kind of like the secret alley that would have been hidden by shadows oh. go off to your off to your right. You notice it leads down to this warehouse gate that seems, it looks like it's just kind of enveloped and donated by a whole bunch of other buildings. And this looks like it's the only point of access is through this alley. And you kind of get the reason why all those lamps and lights were smashed, that it's keeping obviously something like Yosef, uh, keeping the, the, that kind of like a secret type of thing. If you didn't know it was there, you would have walked right by it and not noticed it. I, I turn off the light, turn off the light. It goes back to dim light, and you now know where it is, but again, it's this, this wall of shadow comes in and hits exactly where the alley would be. When, right. I, when I touch the sigil, can I feel anything, like any sort of sort of magic emanation? It, it feels around? like cold stone and paint. There's, you get no magical vibe right. off of it. Yeah. Any sort of like ambient magic like going on? The ambient magic comes from the continual flame. It's like a magically produced mm-hmm. light, and you get the feeling using uh, through your arcana knowledge that because you can control the distance and glow that, that they've pinpointed precision, precision, this light that has lit up this back alley. So it's like, you can make it bigger, you can make it smaller. And you've seen it's, this light is the size for a particular reason to keep, keep that, that alleyway in shadow at all times. I don't so, think I should tamper with it. It could give us away. Mm-hmm. So with city secrets, I'm guessing even I wouldn't have necessarily known that this was here. No, you, you, it's you, you know it's not an uncommon thing, but you have to be looking for it to to kind of find it. Um, it's you you know about a couple of places like that, but again, it's essentially the the rules of water deep streets that are if someone's trying to keep it a secret, they're keeping it a secret for a reason. Okay, my friend, you know I'm not good at secrets. How should we proceed? All right, well we should definitely go in quietly. These entering are not to be messed with. You saw those bodies out there. So let's try to stay out of sight and out of sound. Why don't you turn into a box and we'll carry the box? <laughs> it, 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 won't, doesn't, it doesn't really work like that because if you carry the box, you'll see inside the box. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's just an illusion. It's not a real box, kid. Uh, I thought he was a box all this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a sentient box. Where are you from again? <laughs> The mysterious island of the Poobashaboo. I've I've said this many times. I still think I'm making this up, kid. <laughs> you can roll insight check against him. <laughs> uh, that's a sixteen. Is he is he uh, telling the truth or is a? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> we definitely have to proceed like with caution. This could a hundred percent wind up with us dead if we run into the wrong people. They want this to be kept secret. Yeah, let's let's uh, proceed very slowly, carefully, eyes on uh, the everywhere that we're not every everyone at all times. Frankly, uh, I have an idea. So, got your unseen servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, um, you can totally do that. So I open my scholars pack and I pull um, a single sort of featherlet uh, out of my quill. And I sort of spin it on my finger until it sort of disappears into the air. 
and you can't see it anymore, but you can see like two little sets of footprints, like appear, like a little set of footprints appears in the snow in front of me. And I say, welcome, my friend. You're temporarily back in the land of the living, in the land of the Pubashabu. May the Pubash bless you, guide. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and then... Is it a, sorry, is it a psychic connection you have with him, or does he have to speak to communicate with you? That's a good question. If it doesn't say, we'll just make it up. I can mentally command the servant. Okay. Um, so you have a psychic link with it. So do you want to say that in your head, or do you want to say that out loud? No, I'm saying it out loud for, yeah. the, oh, I mean, for like, the benefit of my friends. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, the servant's response was, uh, was that in your head, or was it out loud? I don't think the servant can talk. Oh, okay. Never mind then. It, just in your head. It's a telephone springs. call. One yeah. sided. Telepathic telephone. It doesn't really mention the servant talking. I don't think it is. I'm, I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. It's your servant. Your rules. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, mentally command my servant to head all the way down the alley and look through the doors or see what's on the other side, yeah. like test this gate. Uh, he, um, actually he probably would have to communicate with you telepathically to let you know what's sure. going on. And he says, uh, master, there is a, a grand sliding gate that appears to be locked. Uh, or sorry, it's, it's not locked. Um, but it has a, a yellow paint thing of a snake with wings on it. Uh, there is a giant warehouse behind it, uh, peering through the fence. I can see appears to be, uh, some, crates covered in canvas and a little bit of snow there appears to be lights on inside the warehouse uh and that is all i can see in here at the moment can you see any other way in other than the gate uh he looks up and he says maybe through the windows up top but you'd have to climb or find a way up there well you heard him how's your climbing <laughs> hey so the good news is that everyone can climb, uh, cool. just as like a thing that characters can do. Noted. It costs like twice the movement to do, um, but uh, like if there's enough handholds or whatever, like any I'm creature sure can that climb. the gate and everything isn't enchanted and anything. He wouldn't be the unseen yeah. servant wouldn't be able to tell you that. Well, there's no reason to risk our lives when there's somebody who's already dead. Uh, servant, <laughs> let's uh, let's get climbing. Uh, the servant says, uh, "Very well, master." Uh, I, there are lights on inside, though. We may want to take a stealthy approach to everything. Yeah, let's uh, let's maybe see if there's a, a way around the back. I thought the servant was invisible. Yes, he yes, is he is invisible. He's talking about for you. Oh, okay. So uh, just just so like I, again, that's my mind. So there's a small alley, and at the end of the alley, there is a. It's yeah, kind of like uh, it, it opens up. So think, it opens up. Okay. think of it like like a donut of buildings and there's mm -hmm. a small like a not a small, but like a medium sized warehouse that mm -hmm. the only in and out is that that small narrow alley. So it's okay. like someone found like an uh, like a clearing or like a parquet type of thing and right. they built a, a warehouse there. Yeah. And right from the top, it blends in. And if you're on the ground, unless you knew exactly where that passage was, you wouldn't even suspect it from the start. Uh, and can we, does it look like maybe we could climb up uh, off? the gates oh yeah yeah there's okay. there's debris and old crates and stuff like that it'd be it looks like it'd be a really a real easy easy climb up all right let's maybe go around over here not to the main gate okay you uh, scamper off to the side and you do slow and slow low and slow yeah does your unseen servant have a have a name that doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> unseen servant 
So we've been climbing up ahead of us, uh, ahead of where Waywalk is going. Okay. Low and slow. Low and slow. Uh, he rolls a natural one on his climbing check as you see this crate with a tarp on it. You see like these two little footprints and handprints come on. And then just kind of like a, eh, eh, and then you just kind of see like this thump as like a little puff of dust comes up. Oh, one second, one second. I, I will get up there, master. Don't worry. What's he doing? <laughs> as you hear kind of like a pop, pop, and you see the depressions in the, uh, in the canvas followed by depressions on another one. And you see kind of the, the side of this kind of second floor overhang roof as you see two little dust or two little uh, dust clouds where his hands would go, pop himself up. It's like, I'm up, master. Does he see anything or anything? Uh, he's going to do a perception check inside the window. Ooh, roll the natural 20. You see uh, what appears to be on the grimy window, just kind of like a little circle of dust be cleared away. Uh, you actually so say, cute. <laughs> <laughs> you actually see kind of like this, like now, like this palm covered in dust as he kind of like brushes it away on, on into the snow. He looks inside and says, ah, uh, okay, master. That is a two story facility. There is a top floor, which covers like almost like an L shape at the back where it looks like the offices are. And the main warehouse down the bottom is covered with crates and, oh, oh, there are bodies on the ground. Uh, there are would appear to be raven bird people uh, with swords and covered in blood and they are covered in blood and they are doing hand signals at each other uh, and the bird people are looking around into crates and stuff like that. Do you see any sign of a beautiful man with an award-winning smile? Uh, what type of award are we talking about? The kind a dentist would give you, evidently. Very well, very well. <laughs> another perception check oh yeah unseen servant rolling hot uh he looks around he says i do not see any any signs of that just just the many bodies on the ground no sign of flunes should we proceed i think so he said many bodies it might be hard to see from this vantage but i think we should get in a, a little closer uh so you'd have to climb up to get closer mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, way walk it uh, nimbly trying to climb, uh, also stealthily if I required a stealth roll. Give me a stealth check first. Stealth checks for everybody. Everyone look under your chairs. Right. You get a stealth, a stealth check. So, Which one? Guide me. Uh, the d20 once oh, again. Okay. Yeah, the d20 you'll be using for like 99% of the time. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So Waywalket got a 16. 16 for Waywalket. 14 for me. 14. And for Amalika. A one. Plus. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, so you have a stealth uh, thing towards the bottom there of your skills sheet. It's the second last one. I don't know if you're Five, So it's six. six. Uh, congratulations on one. Rolling your first natural one, though. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's an important crappy milestone. Yeah, sad. <laughs> All right. If so, it was a trophy, it would go ping or an excellent I feel like this is not a good time to roll that, though. <laughs> no. It uh, never is. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So now I need follow-up climb checks for strength athletics. Strength Athletics. Oh, geez. This is not our bag. Ah, sweet. 16. Oh, no. Also, um, uh, 15. 15. And a five for Waywalket. So, Waywalket seems to be putting more emphasis on stealth than practicality. As you see him kind of do like this back up against the crates and tries to like grab up top and try to swing himself one-armed uh, acrobatic monkey style. And it's just, his feet just kind of waddle in the air a little bit. Like, 
<laughs> Listen, you're very gifted with your long legs. Not all of us can have such long legs. Uh, you see um, uh, Yosef easily just dart up, uh, almost almost being lifted <gasps> by, by the wings of an angel, barely leaving a, a trace of, of where he's been before on, on the canvas crates climbing up the side. Amalika climbs up deftly, boom, but you do notice that it's more practicality than it is uh, stealth and dexterity. Very, very un, un-elf-like as well. As you see her, I like, kind of like do like getting out of a pool, like just kind of hauling your, your hips over the side of the edge, just kind of kicking a little bit. You hear kind of like this rug is like. Ooh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> as you see Amalika pull herself, I'm like, yeah. And then you oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Nailed it. Waywalking, you are still at the bottom, on the bottom floor. Yeah. Uh, give me one second, guys. Uh, can I try again? Yeah, absolutely. I will get you to re-roll stealth after that one. No. <laughs> uh, so I rolled a two, which is a one uh, on a- athletics. Oh, I miss uh, Alethra. Uh, so good at athletics. <laughs> um, so it's a one. Do you want me to roll a stealth again? Uh, I'm going to say based on the one, mm-hmm. your stealth roll is abolished from it. You'll have to, you'll have to re-roll it again, but as you begin to climb up, you're actually shoving like crates around a little bit. You kind of like move one around and give yourself a little bit of leverage as, uh, Yosef and Malika just kind of like standing on the top. You can see the two little footprints in the, in the dust of where, uh, the unseen servant is standing as well. Like master, he's not very good at climbing. I know, but he's so adorable and determined. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Look at his little legs. <laughs> the knight is no longer young. <laughs> Come on, Sprocket. We can do this. Do you, do you wish me to go down and assist him, Master? Oh, that'd be great. You know, give him a heave ho. You see, <laughs> you see uh, two little pads of a puff, puff. It's like uh, you feel kind of a, a boost under your armpits and on your butt, uh, Waywalk, as you now, now can make this check with advantage. Oh, sweet. <laughs> well, <laughs> Actually, help quite a lot. Uh, it's a seventeen this time. <laughs> it's it's more of the lift getting you above the height of the box. As you see, Waywalk, it almost you're, you think you're unseen serving, just kind of like threw him a little bit on the, onto the second level. Waywalk, it you can make you uh, you make it up to the second level very easily once you got past the the taller first crate, taller than it appeared to be, and your unseen servant easily makes it back up as well. My friend, you've been touched by the hand of the Poobah Shabu for the first time. Right on the butt, Master. Right on the butt. <laughs> well done, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it won't be the last. Uh, uh, where are, uh, are our bird friends still there? You can make a perception check. I would love to make a perception check. Uh, that is a 20. Uh, Did you roll a natural one and a natural 20? I, uh, no, I rolled a, a two, two, which sorry. was a 20, uh, one rather. Uh, but uh, as perception, that is a 22. Uh, you go up to the spot where the Unseen Servant had rubbed a, a circle in, and you look in. Um, they do appear to be Kenku, which are mm-hmm. crow or raven people. Um, and it appears that they have not noticed uh, when Amalika uh, kind of hoofed her or kicked herself uh up onto the onto the second floor roofing area. It appears that That's they good. they appear to be in they appear to be going through crates and barrels and looking under tarps looking for something. As you definitely see about five or six corpses on the ground, blood still fresh and kind of like pooling out from from oh, the Kenku. They're cursed bird people. They're terrible mimics. Terrible conversationalists. They just mimic you back and forth. It's terrible. That does sound terrible. Do they have money? Eh, sometimes. 
They seem pretty murdery also, so... Yeah, definitely a, a cursed bird people. Uh, not not the nicest people that you could meet. Um, well, at least they're preoccupied, so, you know. It would seem if this was a place to find Flume, this is the place? I am worried about that. We should definitely at least try to get some more clues. Uh, maybe get closer to the bird people, see how many there are, and... Uh, the windows. There a win- way to get into? The windows all look like kind of like that, open from the bottom, and they don't. None of them appear to be locked. They're more like kind of like uh, cooling windows for when summer days get hot. Um, so it doesn't look like there's a lot of security placed on the. They it looks like a lot of the security was built around not finding the warehouse in the first place. Um, so it looks like yeah, you could easily open the window. Uh, the one thing is, is that. Where you are at the front of the warehouse right now, it is a straight drop down to the first floor. You have to get to the back of the warehouse to get to like that L-shaped. Mm, um, second floor. Yeah. It is, it is unfortunately, a gig- so it's going to be all a theater of the mind right yeah. now because it is a pretty gigantic. Uh, I think if we can get it onto the second floor and get an overview, it would be a, a smarter plan for right now. There might be something in the office, too, that we can like. St. Lawrence Market is probably the closest building I can say. Mm. Kind of like okay, a dome yeah. type of like little nub part okay. on the top. If we send the servant out, he could possibly distract the bird people, but I think we need a better way in. Yeah. Uh, so looking around, can we see a way to the Oh, there's book? multiple ones you can okay. go in. Yeah. So you, you have like a 360 choice of how you want to come in. Yeah. Let's try to get uh, further away from the Kenku up that way. Yeah, it looks like the Kenku are just spreading themselves out. It looks like you see four of them. They're just spreading themselves out on the, on the ground floor where all the crates and all the cargo is down there. Uh, yeah, you can easily make it in. I will require another round of stealth checks because you're changing your environment right now. Yeah, let's move very slowly, stealthily, everybody. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Oh, seven. Yeah. I thought it was a one for a second. And I was like, uh, but fun plus. Um, it's five for you. Oh, one for me. Oh, no. <laughs> for stealth, five. Yeah. Uh, so your total is? Twelve. Twelve. I got 26. Um, and a whoop. And a one. Actually, Just everyone gets to, based on where you're going, everyone can make that with advantage as ah, well. Oh. Sweet. Well, I can't do better than a 20. So roll another d20, Adam. Oh, nice. Just um, any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another one. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> okay, but so 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 rolling with advantage means that you roll the d twenty twice, and you take the higher of your two results. So you get to keep the the twelve you got before. Adam, however, statistically so almost it's like, impossible. It's like a one in four hundred chance or something like that. <laughs> uh, so as you see, uh, Waywalket and Amalika and the unseen servant kind of like lift up the windows to slide in. You see uh, Yosef walk up and just go punch his way in um, and walk in. Because what's what's glass to a face like you? This doesn't need to be in your way. In fact, it should just get out of your way as the most efficient way possible. Uh, but there is a... I'm going to roll... Roll some perceptions. Yeah, that's an after 20 on that one. Oh, no. <laughs> as you hear kind of like this, uh, this chirping, this wording... As uh, you do come in through the office, which has a door on it, um, so you are in a, uh, in like, essentially like a, like a manager's office type of thing. The door is closed. It has like a, like a brass kind of like mail slot on the side of it. Uh, but you definitely, the Kenku definitely heard it, but you can't see what they're doing or what their reactions are right now. Well, we found the office. So let's look here quick before the Kenku get here. Very quickly. Uh, can I do a investigation check in this office? Absolutely. Oh, that's a thing. Cool. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I missed that 20. Uh, it's a eight in total. Eight in total? Yeah, you can search the office. It appears to be, uh, as you open up uh, drawers and filing cabinets, you do notice that one of the filing cabinets has like a small little family of rats ah. uh, living in it. Um, but on the ah. desk, you actually see, you find a paper bird, which is a magical item. Oh. I like I like magical items. <laughs> uh, I also want to talk to these rats, by the way. <laughs> Make some friends. This is going to take Sen- time. Essentially, a paper a paper bird is uh, a tiny paper bird, which you can write a message on to somebody, and it flies out to that person. Cool. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'd like to... Must be on the same plane of existence as you are. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I give a meaningful look to my servant. I want him to open the door and run across, making as much noise as possible to the opposite end of the higher level. Okay. Uh, I will make a perception check. He's like, do you wish me to close the door after I leave, master? Yes. Slam it. Uh, You see him open the door and slam it as you hear kind of like this, like you hear clattering and knocking on walls and like bashing of things. Um, uh, he's kicking over boxes and crates as you go. The brief moment you see, it looks kind of like a upper area. It looks like there's like a kind of like a wooden crane to lift and move cargo onto different um, uh, vehicles and, and stuff like that. Uh, you just notice that he hits one of the levers and this giant metal hook goes crashing down to the floor. You can see uh, a couple of Kenku who are hiding kind of get out of the way of the boxes. They were doing a stealth check, but the crane came down on where they were hiding and the shatters and explodes the boxes as they go running for cover as they're trying to look up, but they can't see anything. They know that things are being hit. Glasses, glass windows are being hit and shook, but they can't actually see what's going on. You see a couple of crossbow bullets and just hit in the side of the wall. Um, just on a rare chance, just in case, disadvantage. Okay. He has only have uh, one hit point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but with disadvantage, you just see them embed into the wall as the door closes again. Um, All right, so while this ruckus is happening, uh, looking at the rats uh, in the drawer, wake up, walk, it goes like, and like shitters his nose, uh, communicating uh, with small beasts. As a gnome, I can speak with, speak with small beasts. <laughs> uh, and he's like, hello, my friends. Ah, uh, my name is Waywalkit, and I'm looking for a very handsome human with brown hair. Have you seen someone like that in here? Oh, there are a couple of handsome guys in here. Kind of like, not to like, maybe like we came up here after, after all the shenanigans died down. And, the, and like the fight started between some crow people and the people who work here. So, uh, we got out of dodge, but yeah, there's like, there should be two people downstairs. One, one guy escaped and is hiding in a barrel somewhere. And the other guy got dragged off. Oh, all right, so the, the Kenku people were not with the regulars here. Oh, no, they came in and started stabbing. They snuck up on them and just were stabbing away. Oh, geez, okay. Well, uh, that's amazing information, guys. You are the best. That's why we're hiding here. It's safer in the metal. You're the best rats I've met in this entire town. You know what? We do not get that enough. Thank you so much for that compliment. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to take out these Kenkus. How many Kenkus are there, by the way? Uh, we saw four. There could be more, but we, we definitely saw four. Oh, geez. Uh, four's a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, they say one of the guys is still here. Could be our guy, Floon. The other one was dragged off. Can we ask them what's in the crates, like the other crates? Yeah, what do they keep here? Oh, uh, we don't, we, we're not totally sure. The guy in the barrel, it's like a, like a pickle barrel, like a fish barrel. So it smells real bad. Tastes delicious. Hmm. 
All right, we should act quickly while these Kenku are distracted. Uh, it's on the first floor, by the way. Yeah, we got a plan of attack here. What do we know about the Kenku? Can they see in the dark? Y- Give me a nature check. Yeah. You have a nature? Um, I didn't know much about that one. Um, it's a, only a three. Uh, maybe you're not entirely sure. I think it's a five because you're trained in nature, or did you take that one instead? Oh, does that give me... That gives you a plus two to it. Okay, then it's a five. Five? Yeah. Five would be enough, yeah. Kenku had definitely have dark vision. Ah, so it's equal foot in here. Uh, oh, me... the, but the lights are on. Like the, the lights All are... the lights are on? Yeah. Um... They're, they're, it's all torch, so there's no magical light. You can see it's all torch lit. Mm. Well, maybe we can uh, take out some of these torches, uh, make ourselves a little more stealthy. Um, do we... Th- uh, does your servant know if they're on the same floor as us right now? Uh, yeah, because me- we're mentally linked. Yeah, he says yeah. no. There, there's looks like looks like they're scrambling for for cover, master. Like they're they appear to be spooked by by my my machinations of the of the second level where they do they uh, I, I they do not speak a language, but they're uttering about ghosts and specters. They seem to be spooked about. You're doing a wonderful job, servant. Do you see a barrel? Uh, well, I see many barrels uh, and crates and, and whatnot. They are all covered, though. All right, let's get out there. With the high bound, we should have advantage. And if not, we'll get out of Dodge. So let's uh, post up, take cover, and start sniping oh, some Kenku. The, the rat does say the barrel's on, on the first floor. There's like a secret, not a secret room, but it's like a room tucked in underneath the stairs that lead up to the first level. So down the stairs, go behind the stairs. There's a room there with like food barrels and supplies and stuff. Is that where my friend is? That's where that, that beautiful guy was hiding in. Oh, is the would it be secluded enough for me to avoid these kenkus? You think? Yeah, depends how good you are. All right, let's let's try. Uh, my rat friend has another plan for us. Best rats in the city. You must be <laughs> the best rats. I um, gotta how, bring him some cheese. Ask him how big the warehouse is. Uh, we know how big it is just from looking around. I think it's like a Johnson is pretty massive. Yeah, it's like, one, uh, Saint Lawrence Markety. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's about. I think about half the size of the actual St. Lawrence Market building. It's pretty, 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 it's a, it's a warehouse. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so if we stayed low on this floor, John, do you think we like, we, would we have cover from the Kenku? You'd have, you would have cover. You'd also have advantage on your stealth checks as well. All right. Mm-hmm. It so, says here though, my servant can't get more than 60 feet from me. Oh yeah. You're, you're, he's, well, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. All right. They say there's a stairwell over there. Let's stay low to the ground. Go slow. We'll try to get away that way and see if we can meet up with. Hopefully, flown. All right. So yeah, we'll uh, head out to the stay low and uh, move stealthily. Everyone, give me a stealth check with advantage. Two d twenty. Take the best one. Twelve. Oh, I did not roll the second one. Yeah, twenty. Thirteen. So then add your plus five. So you got eighteen. I got um, fifteen. Uh, and your unseen servant got a seventeen. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, so you all boom hug the floor. Um for Yosef, I'm sorry you're gonna your clothes are gonna get a little bit dusty. Yeah. Uh but you go almost chameleon like going down the uh the stairwell. And you notice that right at the base of the stairs, one of the Kenku has his short start out. It's kind of just like chirping like as a kind of like nervously looking around now that the do you want your unseen servant to still doing to be doing the sounds on the second floor, or do you want him to join you? No, I think he's better causing a distraction. Okay, so he's he's still looking up at the uh, at the floor. He's kind of like posting up guard at the bottom of the stairs, uh, standing right at the bottom as you guys slowly come down behind him. Ooh. Servant, 
push one of the barrels off the top. Yeah. As you see, this wooden barrel cracks open. You see dried potatoes go rolling out uh, everywhere as he looks over and just kind of like gives that little like surprise hop, like whoop. His little crow talon just kind of like flip, flare it, and then kind can of I, land. He has no. Let's can flip. I, oops, sorry. We might just want to like surprise attack him and take, take him, him out. down uh, right okay. now. Yeah. So I would love to hit him with advantage myself. Uh, maybe like you ready also like a bolt of some kind. Well, this would be a surprise. Can I use like right? the yeah. one of the daggers that I the numerous bajillion of daggers I have. Yeah, absolutely. You can. You guys can do anything you want. So what I will get you to do yeah, is we'll, you're we'll, going to roll initiative for sure. the surprise round. 20? Yeah. Bad. Kenku. Mm. All this right. Dice is not my friend. Dice jail. <laughs> Let's get rid of all you guys. All right, Amalika. What did your not friendly dice tell you? Uh, two and then plus what ones? Uh, your, yeah, uh, three. 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 So not good. So yeah, five. Sorry, right. oh. uh, rolling low on initiative is not the worst. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fine. What's the modifier on initiative? It's your dexterity. Oh, I see. So zero for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yosef, uh, what did you get? Eight. Eight. Set. And Waywalket. Fourteen. Fourteen. Waywalket, you got the highest one. So the way surprise rounds work is that you guys do a round of combat and because the character involved has no idea you're there, they don't get to act at all. So you essentially get a free round of action. Waywalking, you are up first. Uh, and he has no idea that we're here. He has so, no idea. So I have here. advantage on this. Yes. Sweet. Come on. Big money, big money. Oh my God. Oh, no. I'm rolling so bad on attacks. Uh, it's a 13. That's a hit. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, they're just wearing like cloth armor. Like they're not... Much like you guys in Alpha Strike. <laughs> Minimum damage, uh, which is um, six. Six damage. You see uh, the da- uh, dagger or like an arrow? That was a, a short bow attack short from, bow. from range. You see this bolt go chunk and you hear kind of like as uh, you see feathers and blood come, uh, come off of him as he takes six points of damage. Okay, so I'm rolling d20. Uh, actually, it's Yosef's turn. Oh, next. sorry. That's all right. Um... I'm gonna walk forward, and what's what would be stronger? My I have a short sword, and I have a staff. Um, magically, probably your uh, sacred flame would probably do more damage. But I'm worried it would cause a commotion. Well, the commotion he's already bolted out in yeah. in pain, so the, the right. they do they knew they do know he's being attacked. You just get a free round to attack him. Say no more, sacred flame. Oh, that's a dexterity save by Mister Kenku. Uh, gets. A nine on the dexterity save. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which one of these fellas is my D8? Eight? Yeah, the diamond yeah, shell. Yeah. Three. Three damage. You see uh, this radiant energy kind of incinerate. It's still standing. It looks very rough. Like his feathers are definitely smoldering. Kind of like that like that fire. Campfire, like the sides of the feathers just smoldering in a little bit. Uh, leaving little bits of embers on the ground. Uh, but that um, is it. As a bonus action, uh, I'm going to ask the servant to push another uh, barrel off the top. You see another barrel go whoop, 
This one had a bit of heft to it. I'm going to make him do an athletics check, which rolls a 15 on. See, almost like, it's like a barrel of salt, but fish come out of it. Uh, and you see uh, off in the distance, you can see the three other Kanku who are getting ready to go either pull out crossbows or go for a stealth, get distracted by the barrel coming off the side. As you see now, salt and fish just spread all over the floor, kind of like mixing in with the potatoes and, and the blood of the, uh, the, uh, the bodies on the ground. Amalika. Wait, is the sorry? I totally zoned out for a hot second, but um, the the bird is still alive. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, 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 yeah. Cool. Throw a cantrip at that guy. Um, okay, so I roll this for... twice. Yeah, okay. yeah, and take Wait, the higher. Two? Yeah, to roll two and then take the higher. Yeah. Of the what, two. what cantrip are you casting? Oh, um, I feel like probably probably, probably frostbite. Yeah, that sounds good. It has, um, it has range of sixty. Yeah, she won't be a little further back. Yeah. Let's do uh, frostbite. Boom. A bolt of cold comes out of your hand. <laughs> uh, nine. Five. Or sorry. Yeah. Five and nine. So the nine plus uh, two plus three. So nine plus five. So 14. That's a hit. So you see this bolt of cold. Go boom. And slam to the back of the Kenku. So roll up your damage for the frost bolt, please. So 1d6. Uh, 1d6? Mm-hmm. Plus then your modifier. Uh, not on cantrips, I don't think. Oh, you are right. So it's a D6 yeah. and then you have disadvantage on this next weapon attack. Nice. Uh, so, sorry, was the damage? Five. Five? Uh, well, he's not going to get his next weapon attack yeah. because you see this bolt of coal just kind of like this glacial spike go right through his chest as you see like these feathers that were not on fa- fire now get covered in frost as he just goes, <laughs> and katunk. Slumps down to the side. Now we've even the scores. So that's great. Let's get into the secret room now. Yep, it's right behind you. Um, I am going to have to make you go... Oh! Just a player's handbook falling. That's all right. We're all good. Fix it in post. <laughs> um, it, we will have to go through the initiative because the Kenku all go next, but it's a surprise run, so they can't go. So we're back up to Waywalket. So you get 30... Because you attack, you have to redo a stealth action if you wanted to go stealthily, or you can... If you... You should still be able to make it, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to try to make it into the secret room. Yeah. Uh, you go around to the back underneath the stairs. It's kind of dusty, and, and there's a, it's actually dim light back here. Your dark vision kicks, and everything goes into black and white. As you see a door, are uh, you going to open it up? I will. You open the door, and you see uh, a couple of um, ropes hanging on hinges, and a, it's a cramped chamber, and you see a barrel full of sour fish and vinegar. Um, and you see, uh, behind the barrel is kind of someone crouching down, uh, hiding. Uh, excuse me, are you Floon? Floon? No, no, I was with Floon. I, I, they took Floon somewhere and I ran off and hid. Oh, well, we're here to rescue Floon, but, uh, we'll help you out while we're here too. It's like, oh, thank, thank you, thank you. This is, this is really gross back here. I, I tried to hide in the barrel. I, I don't know why I did that, but it, it smells awful. It does smell awful. Uh, Yosef, you are next. And you can hear this conversation happening with uh, Waywalk it in. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the Birdman? Uh, the Birdman haven't acted yet. Uh, and the one in front of you is dead. You can see the other ones kind of distracted looking up at the second floor. But you'd have to do ranged attacks if you want to get at them. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which Sacred Flame is a ranged attack if you want to try to flame one of them? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to have the Servant push another barrel. Kapunk. 
And I will follow up with a sacred flame shooting across the All right. So you see this Kenku look up as you see this other barrel come by. It looks like it's filled with uh, something wrapped in like little brown paper packages. You're not entirely sure what it is, but kind of makes like a clattering sound as it lands. As he gets hit by holy energy and rolls a natural 18 on the dexterity save. Holy shit. No, so no damage. It was actually him looking up, seeing the flame coming down from above, and he just like jumped out of the way. As you see a little scorch mark on the ground of where he was. Um, Amalika is your go. Okay, so the other bird creatures are now aware of us. Yes. So are. we are, and you're kind of lined up in a line on on the stairs right now. Cool, 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 cool. And I've used all my spells and everything. Well, you got cantrips. Yeah, mm-hmm. cantrips. But like the spells are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your, your spells are toast. Done. Okay. Let's see. Um, so, like, is there any way that I could use, like, prestigitation to, because, like, they were kind of spooked by specters and ghosty kind of things, like something to distract them again? Like, maybe um, spook them you, with an illusion? You could, but you'd have to be something a bit stronger than prestidigitation and minor illusion. Because okay. they're spelled specifically to do that. Mm-hmm. Prestidigitation, I don't think, is strong enough to, hmm. to do a distraction like that. Okay. You need something like... Um, major image or something like that okay do, 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 do. i'm looking so hmm. they're all within 60 feet of you if you want yeah you're uh, just uh frost biting one other one then we'll have disadvantage to attack us which is pretty good cool all right let's do that again so, nobody likes the cold um yeah d20 oh no we got cold it's a seven <laughs> Seven in total? Yeah. As you see, uh, so how do you fire off? What's it What's it look like when you fire off one of these frost bolts? Oh, um, I guess kind of just like, like, like it channels up in your, and you like to flaunt, like fingers out, flat palm, like, do you kind of wind it yeah, up like a baseball? Or, you know, it'd be kind of fun. Now I'm kind of visioning like dagger style, like kind of like throwing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of like, just like kind of channels the energy and just like, psh, yeah, like so this, outwards. This, gla- this ice dagger forms in your yeah, hand. Yeah, she likes daggers. Like she likes pointy things and daggers, stabbies. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, let's do like dagger style, like just like outwards, like. Shoom. So you see this beautiful frost and ice dagger begin to form in her hand. It looks like something you'd, you'd almost find in an antique store and then whoosh, goes flying across. Unfortunately, the Kenku does keep coming and dodges out of the way. And you see it glance off the side of a barrel and just shatters into ice. Ugh. All right. The Kenku are going to go. They can't see Waywalket, but they can see um, Yosef. So they're going to do one attack against you, Yosef. Uh, that is an eight versus your AC. As you see a short bow, ooh, bow or a, small, a hand crossbow bolt hit, you, hit the, the side railing of where you are. The second one is going to hit or attempt to hit a Malka. That is a 12 versus AC. Ooh. 13. Nice. So you see, again, you dodge out of the way as you kind of like finish that spin of tossing the ice dagger and just hits onto the stairs, onto the stoop or the step that you were before. And the final one who comes off near the door at Yosef. Oh, another 12 versus AC. Everyone's rolling cold. No, I'm okay. Uh, no, actually, I, 12 I hit. Yeah, 12 oh, it's 12 hit. Yeah, yeah. He's 11 AC. <laughs> oh, oops. Uh, that is for. What is that? Plus. Ooh, that is six damages that sinks right into Ooh, your hip. Ka-chunk. You are low on the HPs. All right, back to the top. Waywalk it. All right. Um, I, I'm going to uh, like 
All right, if you want out of here, you're gonna maybe need to help us find a way out. Uh, he will toss him a dagger. It's like you, you seem catch it. it. Looks like he's got some martial training with, uh, oh, with the dagger. Great news. Uh, and then <laughs> I'm gonna try to uh, pop out. I'm hoping that I'm I'm hidden from these kenku. Uh, you are, but because of your height and the crates in the room, they're gonna have three quarters cover. Ah, that stinks. Um, can I move up to get uh, that? Oh, oh, disarrange with that. I probably will lose advantage. <laughs> Uh, with the throwing well, actually, knife? Actually, sorry, uh, sorry, what is the effect of three-quarters cover? They just get a plus five to their AC. That's not so bad, but I have advantage, though. So it cancels can... it out. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stay where I am and try to roll with advantage. Cause I'm oh, it would be, be canceled out to just one die roll. Oh, one die roll. Yeah. If I go, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Disadvantage. Plus five AC with advantage. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the, I'm going to stay low, have advantage, but have the plus five AC. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my brain just broke for the record. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's some inside baseball. Oh. Not bad. Uh, so that's 19 minus five. So 14, I guess. Uh, well, their AC would be 18. You got a 19. So that hits. Oh, sweet. So roll your damage, uh, and they are surprised, so it counts as sneak attack. Sweet. Or are they, you rolled with advantage, so it counts as sneak attack. Uh, sweet. That is great damage. That is 14 damages. Uh, you come jumping out, and you kind of like kip off the side of a barrel. You see one of the Kenku who's looking up to see if other barrels are going to fall off the top. He looks at you as you fire a crossbow bolt and go, thunk, right. It's a, it's a little short bow. Short bow, sorry. As it goes right through his throat, you see him kind of cough and sputter and slumps down to the ground oh geez nice i guess this makes up for the troll i'm pretty good at this <laughs> if you give me a chance uh, you give yourself a chance <laughs> yosef it is your go all right uh first my unseen servant is going to push another barrel down yeah you see the two kenku who are left look like they're trying to line up shots but again as soon as that other barrel comes down this one actually has uh where it appears to be like dry goods like a wheat or a grain type of thing as it hits and shatters on the ground as you now got salt blood fish uh grains and uh these small little brown packages that are uh all gathered up nicely kind of making a nice little meshy middle part of the of the factory of the warehouse floor here uh so what do you wish to do um so i can take i can take a bonus action whenever mm-hmm. I can take a regular action and i can have a move Yep. Well, I think uh, in that case, telling the servant to push it the is thing your is your action. bonus action. So I don't get unlimited bonus action. No, no you only get one, one bonus action per round. Okay. Yeah. Um, in that case, I am going to shoot off a quick flame. Sacred flame. As I stagger backwards into the room. <laughs> uh, that's an eight on the save. As again, these barrels are distracting these Kenku as it looks Sweet. up. And so roll your damage for your sacred flame. Yeah, and hide in this Four. room for sure. Four. Boosh. As you see, boom, radiant energy comes down and just covers this Kenku in uh, in holy fire as it tries to pat down. You can again see like those burning embers on the feathers that look like it's desperately trying to pat itself clean. Amalika, you are up. And there's definitely some smoke coming off of one of the Kenku in the middle of the warehouse. Did I make yeah. it to the room? Oh, yes. And you made it to the room. Sorry, my friends. <laughs> So wait, you're hiding now? Yes, I'm badly hurt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh, yes, yes, okay. You really should have healed yourself last time. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like frostbite is working for me at this point in time. Yeah. There's two left. There's a one. There's a wounded one and an unwounded one. Attack the wounded one. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> So I will use frostbite again on the uh, currently wounded one. D20. Yep. Yep. Roll it up. I'm getting things slowly. Sweet. 13 and then plus, plus five. five. Okay. So 18, 18. That's a yeah. definite hit. Roll up your damage for it. One. As you, yeah. yeah. 
as you again, she forms this ice dagger in her hand and just kind of fires oh, it. Oh, max damage, six. Fire and ice. Ooh, it is barely standing as it's, it takes one right to the shoulder and it looks like it's, it's, it's fire. It's an aim and arm for, for its, uh, for its, uh, hand crossbow as it looks like it's definitely staggered by the blow and it looks like it's barely clinging to life. Um, the Kenku go up next. So the wounded one is going to fire back at the dark elf who shot an ice spike at her. Oh, made with disadvantage. <laughs> uh, that would be a 19 or a 4. Uh, Ooh, take the 4, take the 4. Yeah. 4, please. <laughs> uh, so that is a 9 in total, which is a miss, I believe, on you. Cool. Yes, for armor class 13. Yeah, it tries to hold up with its shaky, <clears throat> with the ice dagger still kind of f- like you see that snowflake frost pattern just kind of like spreading across his shoulder as he tried to fire off and just misses completely, goes high up and hits the wall behind you. Uh, and the last one, because you can't see Waywalket at all, but can see Amalika, uh, that is a 13 to attack. That is, it's a push. Yeah, it's a oh, push. It's a push. Okay, so if it, if it's a tie, it goes yeah, to the yeah, attack. Okay, yeah. so it's a dagger, yeah. So this will hit. Yeah. Oh, so right in the five. stomach, seeing seeing the seeing the the damage its friend took, it shoots you right in the stomach as the bolt lands for. Am I gonna die in the first game? Four <laughs> four points of damage. Oh, so you have one HP yeah. left. <laughs> Well, we'll take, a, is... we'll, we'll take a short rest after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back at the top of the order. Your friend in the pickle barrel. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> he comes running out and for uh, Yosef and Amalika, you see this guy covered in really nice clothes, but covered in pickle juice and brine as he comes running out with a small little dagger in his hand going almost like an overdramatic theatrical combat yell, uh-huh. oh, and throws the dagger uh, at one of the Kenku. The one who's wounded rolls a natural one, uh, uh. slips in, on on the own juices. <laughs> uh, the dagger flips up in the air and lands, push in his own leg. Ow! For d four. <laughs> thought he was going to help us. Yeah. For three points of damage. <laughs> you gotta admit that was pretty funny though. <laughs> but he's on the floor, pones like I've got a knife in my leg. How did this happen? Oh jeez. Uh, Way walking. yourself. <laughs> I did not. I fell, and the knife dropped on me. I uh, threw it at myself. If anything, do I remain hidden to the Kenku? Or, or uh, you'd have to redo a stealth check because okay. you attacked last time. Fair enough. Uh, is he adjacent at all to any of these Kenkus? Even if he was prone, but he's not. Mm, fair enough. I can't get sneak attack this time, um, which is fine. Uh, I will. Uh, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna run up to make myself a target because yep. uh, my friends cannot take any more hits. Um, and me. now, do I no longer? Uh, have, they no longer have cover for me. They no longer have cover. Okay, for me. all right. So that's, that's elevated position. I'm bleeding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> help Amalika. She looks awful. <laughs> Actually, maybe wait till afterwards. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's a 22 to hit. Uh, are you hitting the wounded one or the fresh one? Uh, definitely the wounded one. All right. Roll up your damage. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, you see it go right between the eyes, right down the beak of the Kenku, and kind of like splatter some brain at the back of it, slumps down onto the floor. Ha! Mimic that, you Kenku bastard! <laughs> you hear out in the background, Mimic that, you Kenku bastard! Ha! Ah, he got me! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yosef, you are up. 
Okay. Uh, I have a question about my bonus actions. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I get one bonus action per turn. Yes. Can I use a different bonus action as my main action? No. No. Sadly not. So I've got to pick between the two. It's a weird yeah. thing in the action economy in this mm-hmm. game. And can the... So the Kenku can't see me. Uh, you've run hidden in the room. Uh, it knows it knows where you are. It doesn't have a clear sight, so it can't attack you, but it knows where you are. Okay. Um, so you'd have to do a stealth action to... Uh, to or what, hide action to stealth. What is the ra- what is the healing light? Is it sort of a beam that can come? Is this your racial ability? Or? No, this is a, a class ability for the warlock. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it can work in this room for sure. Yeah. Okay. You don't need like a sky. Yeah, it, you. you can literally do it anywhere. Okay, so for my first, I'm going to aim uh, a healing light at Amalika. And all right, so a healing light at Amalika. Help me. Don't worry, my friend. It doesn't matter if you die. <laughs> uh, it's only a two. Oh. So you gain two hit points. Well, that's better than none. That's true. Uh, for my second action, I will place, uh, having dispersed some healing light, I take the my weekly glowing hand and place it on my own heart, giving <laughs> myself a bit of a juice, my healing hands. And that just gives me a hit point, right? A hit point. Just one hit yeah. point, yeah. Oof. What are you at now? Uh, and then I will, I will, uh, I'm at three. So <laughs> yeah. we're doing pretty good. We're doing You're both at three hit points. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and then I collapse and I sort of like slump behind the gross barrel and I put my head on the back of the wall and I pray, wait. Pray, pray to Poobosh for, <laughs> for some guidance. Um, yeah. After that is a Malika. As you see, this glowing light come around you and kind of stitches up the wounds a little bit of where you've been. Uh, attack and hide! Attack and hide! Yes, I 100% want that. <laughs> I would like to not be stabbed anymore by anything. Uh, so attack and hide is, I feel, the consensus here. So I'm just going to go ahead and use Frostbite again because that seems to be working There's one Kenku left. And he's standing in the open. Yeah, we're going to throw that at him. Uh, D20, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Getting the hang of this. Holy but surely. Eight uh, plus five. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen is a push. Nice. So roll up so. your damage. Cool, 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 cool. As you form another glacial knife in your hand. Ah, max nice. damage. Six. So. You do kind of a, right from the hip. <laughs> which, so it hits, hits the Kenku right in the hip. In, in the hip. You can see like that frost just kind of grow around and kind of like just affecting its movement. It's like kind of like short. It's like... I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to hide. Yeah. Yeah. You unfortunately attack, so you can get cover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hide in that. Hide in the room where yeah, yeah. where our like friend that. is. Yeah. Because cool, cool, you cool, see cool, a cool. running down. You. He knows where you are. Give, give me an acrobatics check as you run by the guy in the ground. He's kind of left a puddle of uh, of pickle juice rind on the floor. So oh, yeah. don't slip in the juice. <laughs> <laughs> don't jinx it. Thirteen. Beautiful. Thirteen. You're fine. You can actually just kind of like surf slide. <laughs> He's like, oh, why didn't you pull the knife out of my leg? <laughs> you did it to yourself. Yeah, priorities, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it the Kenku's turn? You see him look, or, or for those who have eyes on him, you see him yeah. look around and just kind of a mathematical calculation, kind of like calculating on his fingers. You see him immediately bolt for the window and does a double dash and psh, crashes through the window and runs away. Yeah, tell that to your friends. <laughs> yeah, tell that to your friends. Uh, cool, cool. Got that back at me. <laughs> uh, I will call combat there. Oh, jeez, guys. You look 
Not the best. We nearly died again. Okay. This has been a big night. <laughs> uh, hey there, friend. Uh, I don't know if you want to keep the knife in please, the wound. Please take the knife back. Please, please take the knife back. Uh, uh, all, right, all right. Put some pressure on it. And yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Ugh, it's so bloody. Why'd you get so much blood on my knife? Uh, I'm getting pickle juice in my wound. <laughs> I think it might be an antiseptic. So that's good news. It stays. Yeah, it stings so much, and it smells like pickles. It's good incentive to not stab yourself again. I didn't. I dropped the knife on myself. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, hello. We saved you. Who are you? Say, oh, thank, thank you very much. Uh, my, my, my name is Raynar Neverwinter. You may have heard of me. My, my father is quite famous. Neverwinter, like the place. Uh. Yes, like the place. Oh, sorry, uh, Raynar never never member. Never member. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, ne- but my father is the 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 lord in charge of of Neverwinter. Oh, that's really convenient. I guess it, it can be. It can be. Um, uh, it's. I, I feel this is this is all my fault. Unfortunately, uh, the Zentry. My. Uh, I think they think that my. I think that they think my father may have embezzled a, a large amount of gold while he was a, an open lord of Waterdeep, and he's hidden the dragon somewhere in the city. And they think they can find it by using an artifact called the Stone of Golor. I don't... It's such a weird name. It's strange. Um, and uh, did he embezzle the money? I, I don't know. I haven't talked to I haven't talked to him in like 20 years. You might feel less shameful if you gave us your gold. I don't have the gold to give you. <laughs> I'm going to roll some insight on these statements. Absolutely. It's a 15. 15? He's 100% being, mm. being honest and covered in pickle. He's being pickle juice honest with you. The Stone of Golor. Yeah, which apparently was in the hands of the Xanathar Guild until recently. Apparently someone started and sparked off this whole war between the knife, the Xanathar's Guild, and the Zentarim. And they're looking for your father's embezzled money. Well, I, I think they thought I may know something about it, but I maybe use me as leverage, but I haven't spoken to him in years. Uh, well, what about your friend there, uh, Floon? Uh, any idea where they took him? Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, we, we were, I, I met up with him at the Skewer Dragon. He was drinking with Volo and we decided to continue the night and then when we were walking back home, we both got jumped on the street, and I, I think they mistook him for me. So did, did the Zentarim take him out, or did these Kenku mothers take him? Well, the Zentarim took us. I don't know who the Kenku people were. That, as soon as they attacked, I saw the opportunity to run away and hide. But was, was Floon with you when they, they attacked? Oh, we got kidnapped and brought here, yes. And so that the Kenku took uh, your friend Floon? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's very frustrating. I was hoping you would know that. Uh, but, well, we'll have to fight another day. We should definitely take a snoop around here and rest our wounds, I think. All right. He says, I'm, I'm just going to rest here, uh, recover my knife wound. Yes, it was self-inflicted, but it was accidental. We've, we've all made mistakes in our past, I'm sure. Uh, yes, I, I think we can all agree that we've made some mistakes. Yes, if Most any... of us have almost died several times tonight. <laughs> Um, I'm not self-inflicted. <laughs> we are better than him in that specific way. <laughs> what's uh, what's the principal source of light in the warehouse? Uh, right now, they're just regular mundane torches. Like it just sconces everyone on this on the um, 
the the pillars inside the warehouse. It's pretty bright in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is a big mess of bodies and everything on the floor. Yeah, let's take a look through these bodies. <laughs> Loot the bodies. Loot the bodies. Is there anything interesting? You said there's something in one of the crates that like clunked when it hit the floor as well. Uh, small little brown packages that are like a barrel full of small brown paper wrap packages. Might we want to go check those out? Oh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So give me an investigation check. All right. Yeah, so I'll do some investigations. See, instead of... Or a perception check. Mm, That's a much better investigation check. Uh, It's 19 for Waywalket. It's 12 plus... Uh, Your investigation, which is an intelligence plus maybe a proficiency if you have it. Some of these skills lists there. Mm, Kind of in the middle. Proficiency bonus? I would just be that if you have a dot next to the proficiency bonus is plus two. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. I'm so confused. All right. Help me. That one. So oh, just yeah. your intelligence score. Yeah. So nine. Yeah. Yeah. So minus one is the is the modifier. Oh, okay. So eleven. Uh, eleven. I'd like to do um, an Arcana check to see if I can detect anything magical in this building. Is sure. That, how that works. It's uh, just a five. Actually, right. uh, plus two, so I think it's a seven. Oh, seven. Yep. So uh, for you, Yosef, you don't really get the feeling of anything magical in the surrounding area. We'll say this takes about 45 minutes to an hour of just like searching around and, and healing up. Um, Amalika, unfortunately, you're still kind of like grasping at the at your your cro- or short, short bow wounds, or sorry, uh, crossbow wounds. In the stomach. Um, yeah, not not the best place not to be a shot. Fun place. But at least you're not covered in pickle juice while it happened. It's true. It's not stinging. You can also clean off your pickle juice uh, with your presentation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Hmm. Am I that covered in pickle juice though? Yeah, yeah. not very much. No. Yeah, I feel like you're not. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't. You could help like out a friend though if you yeah. wanted. Ray is covered. Could. <laughs> but I think it's cleansing his wounds. Uh, but for you, Waywalket, mm. on the opposite side of the stairs, you do detect a secret door. Secret door. Looks like it's built into the side as you just, it simply looks like wood paneling, but as you push onto it, you hear it click and slide off. Uh, You see a couple of wooden crates and it looks like a couple of kind of like um, paintings and and sculptures and whatnot. Oh, check out the goods over here. Uh, Inside, you find... uh, Looks like these were all they all they were all in crates that were coming down from uh, Neverember or sorry from Neverwinter, uh, and it looks like the Zents have stashed them in here. So what you find is a painting that depicts the cities of Luskin, Neverwinter, Silvery Moon, and Baldur's Gate. They're all about on your appraisal skills about worth seventy five gold pieces each. To uh, you definitely think that these are definitely hot items though. Oh, ah, some stolen artwork. And you also find about fifteen ten pound silver trade bars. And the whole the whole bundle of bars is worth fifty gold, in total uh, as well. Well, I don't want to deal in hot paintings, but mine doesn't really have owners, in my opinion. Mostly spenders, <laughs> finders keepers. Yeah, I mean these interim didn't get it on the level. But if we tell maybe the, yeah, the authorities about these stolen paintings, maybe we'd get uh, some reward money also. 
Uh, just as you say, telling about the authorities, you see the front door of the warehouse go sliding open in a very untouchable Elliot Ness style. As you see the Waterdeep City Watch come marching in, and you hear you see a captain in full uh, full regalia, the feather in his hat, and the long spear comes out, slams it down, kind of echoes out. And he's like, "City Watch, everyone freeze! This is an official investigation. No one leave the premises." This has oh, not been a geez. good day. <laughs> Uh, really busy. <laughs> and we are going to call it there for the night. <laughs>